When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And we are back for the final podcast of the year. It is the fifth and last review show. We are going to do similar to what we did last year. We're going to run through all 16 teams heading from last placed uh, to the eventual premieres. The top eight will not be done how they finished on the ladder. They'll be done in order of elimination. So, you know, the Broncos did finish eighth and they were the first team out week one. So, you know, that kind of works out. But, uh, for example... Manly, what were Manly this year? Manly finished second, but they got knocked out straight set. So we'll be doing. I'll, I'll let them know as yeah. we go. Uh, just to explain, if it does sound a bit echoey, we are currently in Brock's new mansion. Uh, the podcast has yeah. struck gold somehow. I don't know how, but uh, he's made a motto. I've ended up broke. I'm living in a box somewhere in High Street in Penrith. Yeah. I had a uh, king kebabs every night. Money off all my great gambling tips this year. Yeah, but uh, I finished if, in the green. Ladies and gents. He's in the green. But if things sound a bit echoey, I apologise, but I don't apologise, all right? We're, we're, we're living in comfort. We're, this, we might actually post up a photo of this room. This is a fairly big room. If I fart, I reckon it's going to you know ricochet at least seven or eight times. Yeah. So uh, We kick things off. We'll start with 16th. It's the poor old Cronulla Sharks. What do you say? Looking at the finish as far as our prediction at the start of the year, we both had them ninth, obviously based off the Origin Ford Pack and Todd Carney, but... Most of those blokes didn't play and he pissed in his mouth, so that sums that up. Uh, moving on to our overs and unders for what was the odds from sportingbet.com at the start of the year. Uh, overs and unders was 12 and a half wins. We both had under, yep. and in that regard, we were pretty bloody right. They only won five games. Yep, and my best bet was to for them to miss the top eight at eighty. so we got that right. And as far as looking at 2013 to see the difference in the slide, they were fifth last year, so fifth to Wooden Spoon Massey. Five wins, 19 losses. The most players used in the comp, they used 37 players and they had 11 debutants this season. But yeah. kicking things off, it was a horror year. You, you could not have any more things go wrong. We bring Asada back in, unfortunately. No Flanagan. Um, you know, they started off... Well, and then they had the Sharp fiasco. Yeah, with, with Sharpie, an interim coach, and then he got the punt for Shepard. So three coaches in a year. Injuries were absolutely ridiculous. Their best... Young player, Michael Leisha, signed with the Bulldogs before they could even get a grip. Carney mm. pissed in his mouth. Fafita reneged on a deal and then ended up broken for the whole year. But you chuck in Gallon, uh, Bo Ryan's retirement, John Morris's neck injury. In between, they're, they're four kind of bigger name players in Carney, Gallon, Fafita and uh, Lewis, their rep players. They missed 58 games between the four of them. Yeah. And uh, at one point, virtually their whole starting side wasn't there. At the middle of the year, they had 13 players that would be running on the field, so it's just been a horrible year. Full stop. Well, forget about all the uh, all the stats you want. If you use the most players in the comp, usually you finish last. Yeah, and Quite so simple. Yeah, well, there's 100. Yeah. As far as looking 
uh, from high moments. Jesus Christ, the only two I can think of are the comeback well, they bet, wins. They bet the Roosters. Yeah, they're the ones I'm coming about. Yeah. The Broncos win and the Roosters win the comebacks. The Broncos win with the crowd. Uh, you know, with most of their team missing. The Cowboys game on Monday night when they were like the longest odds of the year was a pretty good effort as well. What about um, when we were at MGs that night and the bloke said to me, Cronulla won't even score a point against Brisbane. Yeah, they'll all. win. Clearly I said they'll win. They the guy said, I'll bet you 100 and he never paid up. Yeah, he's so a if he's listening, or if MG's listening, I want his phone number. I already forgot who that bloke is, but I'll see him sometimes on a Friday at the Pyre, so I might have to give him a few jabs. Give him the old tap on the shoulder. And just go, hey, where's the cash? Where's the cabbage, champ? I'll tell him you paid and then I'll drink it, all right? That's all right. I'll cut your deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the Broncos one was ridiculous. It was 22 0, 24 22 winners eventually. The Roosters win, and probably the only other positive you can look at. Uh, is the kids, you know, Ricky Latelli comes in, plays well, Valentine Holmes, Farmanu Brown, uh, Fecky, Massimo, there was a pretty good crop of kids that come in, but by the same token, no coach, uh, the Asada thing took its toll at the end of the year, they finished up short a couple more players, forced to, to debut some extras, and what do you, what do you say, they're, they're still not even sure this season if they're going to get the coach, Steve Noyce was fired this afternoon, mm. so they're going for a restructure of the board, and um, you There's know, not much more to say. Things are still up in the air, but you want to look at... Bad luck, Sharkies. Yeah, well, like I said, we, I was going to go through the lows, but we don't need to. There's, there's, everything was low. Mm. But what about the best this year? I thought uh, Wade Graham led from the front. Yeah, I couldn't go past him. No, uh, Michael uh, Gordon got their, <clears throat> their player of the year. I'm pretty sure there was, and I thought he was pretty good without being outstanding. Um, you know, kid, the kids, like I said, Fecky, Brown, Latelli, Holmes, etc. I think Robson gave himself a good account, as he always does, and uh, but the worst... You can't go past Todd Carney if you're going to go past anyone, would you? Well, it depends if off-field, yeah. Well, I think even even his form started off a bit ordinary, I think, and Blake Ace was probably the other one. You thought he wouldn't be a bad signing, but he's just absolutely fallen to pieces. But Mm. uh, what do you have to say? Cross the money. It's just a train wreck, and I'm even even more worried going forward, to be honest. Let's can it. That's what I've got here. Like, going forward, leash is gone. Uh, Ryan Morris, Stapleton, DeGoyes, Carney, all these players are gone. All these forwards are getting older, which is the staple of their side. Uh, they're looking to have a lash for Ben Barber. Well, we're it's who they, they remind me of, the Titans, four just, years ago. They've just, got too many old forwards, not enough halves, uh, and not enough good outside backs. I'm going to be completely honest. They were talking today about splashing out to get Ben Barber. I don't know why you would. Farmer Andrew Brown finished the year outstanding for his hurt his knee. Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't push with him... <clears throat> And Robson, I think the Valentine Holmes coming in and playing a little more fullback and rotating like Minnie and Sheck did was a good idea. Um, they bought Jack Bird, so at least they got one kind of young kid. You got Massima, as I said, and, and um, you, you look at going forward as far as other players they've brought in. Uh, Semi Slammer from Canberra, I thought he was a little hard done by not being able to stay there. He's not too bad. Mitch Brown was solid at the dogs without being great. They got Sisawaka. Yeah, Ennis is a straight swap for the nine situation, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what, what what to expect next year. They're, they're getting a little bit come through with their kids, and they got three Australian schoolboys in the 18, so there's a little bit coming, but mm. it's still a while away. Um, they need their coach back. They need to get rid of some old blood. They need to get on the market, and they need to really re- rebuild their club. Some yeah. serious issues, but, oh, mate, it can't get any worse. Fingers crossed for next year, but, uh, yeah, I can't see things getting any better. Nope. And uh, there goes the shark season on the floor. You're going to do that every time? Yeah. I am. Just cool. to let people know the emotion of what I, you know, some details. Really sure you're pre- uh, prepared. Bit of the blood and sweat and they're tears, blank, mate. They're blank sheets of paper, guys. Blood, sweat and tears that goes into this shark, all right? The Raiders, the Canberra Raiders, 15th place. 
We both predicted them to finish 16th, so we weren't too far off. Uh, the wins predicted at the start of the year, thank you to sportingbet.com, was eight and a half. We yep. both went under, they won eight, so... Yep. That was my best bet, under eight and a half, dollar eighty. so you would have collected again, thanks for that. Good ones, 2013 finished 13th, back down to 15th, no great differential there, eight wins, 16 losses, 28 players used, so not you know too bad in regards to looking at some of like the Sharks. Five debutants, but again, what do you say, terrible year, awful halves, the brand of football was disgusting, still locked with Cam Peasy, Lars has only played 20 games over four years, locked in to half a million. How many times are you going to try Josh McCrone at halfback? over the last couple of years. I know they can't recruit anybody, but Jesus they're just, Christ. They're struggling in key position. And then a hooker. And the best player they had position. was Milford. Now he's gone. Yeah. So the only real highlights I get out of this year is the growth of Vaughan and Croker. Whiten got some rep opportunities as well. Croker, um, was, uh, Croker was my best player for that. Oh, mate. I head and shoulders. He won the Meninga medal. Uh, rightfully so. And uh, Ricky Stewart just, just dodged back-to-back wooden spoons. Yeah, he was well, so close. Well, if the Sharks weren't such a train wreck, then um, he probably would have got it. Yeah, I think I think history would tell you that you know eight eight and sixteen would put you right down with the spoon. So mm. and recruitment struggles very obvious. You know they had Tedesco locked up that was gone. Proctor had a game of golf with Jesse Bromwich the day after. He told them he was going to sign, then rang him back and said sorry. Uh, Josh Mansour was almost a done deal as well for a ridiculous <laughs> amount. He canned it. Uh, you know, in the end. They've signed a couple of players. We'll get to that a little bit later. But looking at the highs from their season, the only two real things that popped to mind for me were when they beat the Storm with that awesome late try from Vaughan early on in the year. But as we said, that's round four or five. And the Bunnies win early on in the year, but the Bunnies were ordinary at that point. Yeah, They were still trying out the Walker experiment. They didn't have Keery. Uh, you know, Tommy Burgess wasn't quite up to scratch. A lot of those guys played World Cup. So, again, they were very early in the year. Things went awry from there. They just went downhill very fast. Mm. Uh, any other highlights for you? No, no. No? Well, your lows? Well, no. when do you start again? Lack of recruits, halves, <laughs> Milford leaving. Uh, they were the worst in the competition for errors. They conceded more line breaks and had the second worst defence in the whole competition. Mm. So, wow. That's why he finished where they did. Ricky Stewart, thumbs up champ. He's got a bit of work to do, Rick. He's got plenty of work to do. Work to do. Yeah, the best. We've already mentioned about this. We've got Croker, Vaughan. Uh, Milford, I thought Jared Kennedy was good at his stages, fencing before he hurt his knee. Um, we saw some glimpses from some of the young blokes, but it's going to take a lot they've more than a, that. They've got a bit of a, a core group there that could, you know, progress onto a, uh, you know, a, a high level or elite team, but they just keep losing key players. Yeah, and you need success to be able to hold on to those guys, especially as, as I've gone over a million times from living down there, living in Canberra. Uh, when you get to the NRL level and there's real money and housing and a lot of other things on the line does become a factor as much as people say it shouldn't mm. when the lifestyle comes into it and uh, you're a bigger player and there's money on the line and you can go live on the northern beaches or in Bondi or you've got Canberra it is very hard to convince people especially that aren't from there mm. that that's the place they want to be you have to generally pay overs yep. unless they turn into a powerhouse like your Melbournes or a couple other teams like Manly over the past uh, where you can get people to take unders it, it's a very hard situation to be scoping talent but uh, the worst for me this year was the halves Hives just disgusting. Yeah, but it's hard for me to identify anyone that was the worst. But oh, I think the they were just a bit of a train wreck altogether. Um, if you make the most errors and you don't have a good defence, you can't defend your errors. You're in massive trouble. And uh, you know, I think the combinations in the halves was the obviously the biggest concern. They they couldn't get a combination. Well, I think uh, they struggled I, out of nine. I think he tried the wrong from the start. He 
just refused to pretty much use Cornish or give him a full game. Mm-hmm. And then later in the year when you saw well, him... Well, he did say at the start of the year that he should have put him in early. And then he tried him late, but... I he, did, he didn't it start wasn't, It wasn't right to put him in there later when no. the season was a train wreck. Uh, I didn't know why Hearn went in, but apparently some uh, behind-the-scenes rumours they don't really get along. So I was also wondering why he didn't get a look in. But the biggest thing going forward, the games for next year, they've addressed that. I think getting Blake Austin was a huge signing. I thought uh, he should have been the players' player for the Tigers. He got their members' players' player, so they obviously agree with me. I think he's come on leaps and bounds, and he will give them uh, what they've been missing from Campisi, which is the ability to take uh, the football to the line. Yep. He's willing to dig in. Uh, as far as... It, it, well, he's got two good knees, too. Yeah, he's uh-huh. got two good knees. That definitely helps. But we talk about key positions. They've got a nine, unproven over here, but he has been named England's hooker for this weekend, so that's not too bad of a start in that spot either. Yep. Josh Hodgson... Uh, fullback's still an issue. They got Waka. Semi Williams come back, I think, also as an improve on McCray and Campisi. So, yeah, should, they should never, never have let him go. No, they never should have, but they've got those two in Cornish now. I think they're in a much better spot. But Austin's a lock. Whoever gets the other spot to be seen. CXO comes back again. Back row center, but you don't know what you're going to get come from the Super League. Wanga solid, but I don't get it because they've got a million good kids in the outside backs with the, the Lee brothers. Oh, yeah. Not the Lee brothers, but Branko. Edric, Jackie White, and uh, you know they're, they're stocked there. So yeah. I, didn't, I don't really understand getting a, a 30-year-old winger and paying a premium. But yeah, Austin in particular mm-hmm. and Hodgson I think can be good. Losses, Milford gone. Lars goes to Melbourne. Allwood, Matter Aura, Reese Robinson, Salima White. So they've had a bit of a clean out there. Probably the only thing going in their favour, which always seems to be going in their favour, is the 20s. They had both the back rows for the Australian 20s the other day. Paddy Mako, uh, Tavita Pengai, both very good players. Very aggressive players. Jack Hearn's still waiting. Uh, there's another Croker, Lachlan Croker. He played 18s New South Wales this year. He's doing a, a pre-season with the NRL side. Mm-hmm. Probably not physically ready, but they've got another half waiting. And forwards, I think everyone saw Luke Bateman. He was part of that gay slur in the 20s origin uh, with uh, young Matty Lodge. And mm-hmm. They've also got Mitch Barnett, who's just an absolute nutcase. So there's a good crop of kids again, but whether that transfers in the NRL is yet to be seen. I, th- I still think they might be in for a bit of a hard year if they're going to be lying solely on Austin uh, and Hodgson. Yeah. Well, injuries will kill them. It will kill them. You got nothing else to add for the Raiders, mate? Sure not. 15th. On the floor you go. Here we go with your mob, the Titans. 14th. Finish predictions. You said 13th, so you went off. I had 12th. Uh, wins over under was 8.5 from sportingbet.com. We were both... Oh, wait, hold on. We did both say over. They yep. got nine. And so that was my best bet. So I've got three in a row. We were home by half. Another, uh, another that was a dollar seventy-five. That one. And as, uh, as so far what, as what did they what did they end up? As far as progression, they were ninth last year in twenty thirteen, fourteenth this year. So I slide again. Hmm. Uh, nine wins, fifteen losses, thirty-one players used, four debutants. But you know, they were first early on. We both said the first few weeks that it was ridiculous. Everyone's getting false hope. The numbers don't lie. Um, you know, they squeezed out a couple, a couple of games, but there was no way it was going to continue. And I still think we would have made the eight if you kept Caesar and Kelly on the field. Yeah, well, we're going to get to another. John Cartwright probably doesn't lose his job. Another but. issue with that, but we both said the same thing all year. Forward pack's a bit old, too much money locked up there, not enough in the backs, and there's always a struggle for squad depth. They yeah. always get injuries. But yeah. uh, first, Kelly and Caesar going, you're 100 percent right. That just absolutely killed them. Uh, Ryan James finished last year, barnstorming form this year. Coming he was going to play Origin. Two surgeries, could not even get on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an old team. Idris left. Cardi got the punt mid-year. You get Neil Henry in. They've got cap issues. They've got 
money issues now. They've got the Titans thing, uh, the salary cap issue the other day. Scotty Prince. They're moving out of the bloody centre of excellence. They're going to be in a public school for this year, trying to build something small. And then the other day, of all the madness of uh, how much I love Albert Kelly, he's going to play in the Super League now. They've just come out and said yeah. they've got Kane LG, Jamal Fogarty, a couple of young blokes, which I get. Uh, as well as Mortimer and Caesar, but I, I don't know how you can't see Kelly as a viable option. In his the, whole lot, the whole lot of my year was Kane LG winning the 20s player of the year. That's about the only positive we've got here. Yeah. At least we've got a good player coming through, but. Well, they didn't show him much he'll love. Go somewhere else. They gave him a one year deal on the second tier. I don't know if that's because they're battling or not, but they definitely didn't show him much appreciation for being in that position compared to past winners of that uh, prestigious award, considering he <laughs> had a team of. Pretty much numpties around him. Yeah, he did bloody well to, to get to that position. Absolutely. So I hope they treat him with uh, a fair bit of respect or give him a decent opportunity. Well, I think Neil Henry, Neil Henry will. Oh, he's, got a, he's got a record for putting young halves in, and you know he did it with um, Morgan and uh, Ray Thompson, and you know he could go through he, a whole. He's also got a bit of a tendency though. He's a bit prickly. Like he, he flicked Thompson pretty quickly. He moved Morgan pretty quickly. I like that about him. Tom Alolo didn't get much love. Uh, I'm not saying you have to give him love and leave him in there, but when, when get it's a kid, or get out. Yeah, when it's a kid transitioning, yeah, you need to give him some time. There's nothing worse you can do than keep shattering him when you just shake him up and down. It's not really good for the the old mind, depending on the individual. But, uh, but it depends what the public line is. The, so is the public line what we're going with? Whoever. You know, for a period of... Like, same with Cornish. If they said at the start of the year, you know, we're going with Cornish, the Tigers said it with Luke Brooks. You know, we're going to go with Brooks. Um, well, there's no brainer well, after last year, but, you know, he, he had some... Well, not bad moments, but he, he had his games there where he was he was pretty poor, games there where he was great. you just yeah, got to take the good with the bad. No forward pack, none of the rest of it, and that's no, what I mean the Cowboys. There, there, there was some the bad... Titans, really. There were some bad days at the Cowboys where their forward pack dogged it and they started slow at the start of the year or in previous times and those players have been there and they're the ones who get punished. Mm. Not your senior What player of the year, uh, On in terms of uh, influence on the team, Aiden Caesar, but my player of the year to be Dave. 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 Dave Taylor. Dave, mate. He's come to find some of his money. He's coming close to contract time, that's why. Yeah, true. Time to play it up. True. Mate, the, the only highs they got from this year was their season start, and they were number one in offloads somehow. So they were very creative in that department. Yeah, those offloads they caught. And they beat the bunnies, and the, the dogs' last round upset, I enjoyed a lot too. Yeah, that but, was yeah. tops. They had some massive losses, though. Injuries, coach gone, Capucci's restructure. Most errors, second worst attack in the comp, worst in line breaks, most errors and penalties. So if those things don't say enough from what we'll get at the start of the year, where they're going to end up, that doesn't say enough. The best thing I can see here is the fresh start, even with the cap issues. Harrison, Bailey, Minicello, they're all gone. Um, you know They've pushed out Kelly and Blair, so they've freed up some cap space. Uh, I don't think their signings were too bad either. I like Matty Robinson from Penrith. He's very solid. Uh, I've got raps on Lachlan Burr. He's another one of these Bulldogs forwards that's stuck by a million there. Another good back row like Carter, so maybe there's a bit of a link there. Mm. I think they've tapped into that and said, okay, these guys are kind of sitting. They could definitely play first grade. And uh, Simpkins. Simpkins is a good player. Former 20s player that went to Penner from there. Yeah. So uh, there's three kind of, uh, you know, solid signings. There's nothing outstanding, but that's that's what happens when you're in this situation. The best thing you can look at is probably what you said. They've got Kane Elgin in the 20s and Christian Hazard, who they took from the Rabbitohs. I think he's a really good player. Jamal Foggy, another former Australian schoolboys half. So they've got three really good young halves there. So hopefully they can get a partner if it's not Mortimer there to pair up with Aiden Caesar, who's definitely the future of that team going forward. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, losses, there's nothing massive there, just a bit of a clean-out and a couple of old heads. So 
they, they need to just take control of this club. That's the, the main thing. And the most important thing on top of that is they can't keep losing to the Suns because otherwise they will be dead. We cannot afford to see another Gold Coast team go up in flames. This well, team cannot fail. They've got some work to do. They've definitely got they some work to do. work to do, for sure. Probably the simple way to finish it, do you see Neil Henry being able to turn this around or do you think the club in general, they can all come together and fix this problem? Recruitment-wise, everything, money, you reckon? It's going to take, take, obviously he's taking some steps this year. Uh, it's going to take, next year there'll be some pain. They reckon they're going to get on the and market. The year after, I think, I think you'll start to see them in an upswing. I, I, think, I think next year they're going to challenge for the spoon. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, to be honest, looking at the yeah, outcome. But I don't know. We'll see what happens over the off-season. Yeah. Well, the Titans, 14th, end on the floor. And the final team in this four-team rotation, the Tigers, a team we were speaking about before, they finished up in 13th. Uh, we both predicted them to finish 15th. Wins was six and a half. You said under. That's surprising. I had over. So, uh, that, well, that, my best bet was most losses at $4. I was pretty keen on them to uh, go. I, I had a <laughs> feeling they'd do better, even though I didn't give them too much credit as far as their placing. I thought they'd definitely win more than that. So I, uh, They won 10. So they, I lost they, some cabbage there. Yeah, they well overachieved. And uh, they only improved a little bit, but they, they should, could have been the final. Should have been, really. Yeah. They finished 15th in 2013. They're similar to the Titans in that they, had, they just had a period there where oh. they, they ran good. They, they had another bit of drama too. <laughs> they had a massive bit of drama. Well, they did. But before we touch that, 10 wins, 14 losses, 32 plays, you second most. That never helps. Um, you know, and they're one of the worst teams defensively. But young, promising, Moses Brooks, uh, these guys that gelled in well early uh, with Farah, Woods leading from the front, Austin made a good impact, Tedesco. It all started so well, and as you'd expect, it kind of flattened out middle of the year. Uh, they lost Farrah, some more of these kids getting some time in into first grade, and at the back end here, they absolutely tear up the Bulldogs, and you're just like, you know, as you thought, there's enough here if they stay consistent to play finals. Yeah. And before you know it, we have the, the debacle of Potter, Farrah, May not backing them. Potter wants out, everyone's after Robbie. Robbie's leaving this supposed ring from all the players. They all want him gone. Grant Mayer's leaving Robbie, hanging out to dry. It just it just went to an absolute mess and turned into a tornado. The injuries all piled up. Obviously, Anastra and Fulton were gone pretty early, but they lost Nofaluma. They lose Simona. It just, the wheels just fell off. They did. It really did fall off. But more importantly, again, we're looking at a club situation. More than the, the, the talented roster and another good year for their under-20s, the, the club situation just overtook everything and ruined any chance they had of playing finals football. Their last six or seven games, they were the wooden spooners. That's the standard. Yeah. The, that's right. 100%. Can't, no. I can't argue with that. I mean, the only positive, again, is that there's a few good young kids coming through. Yeah, and that's you um, know, that's where you look at your highs. They got, rid of, they got rid of some of their older guys. The, the, the theme with these teams at the bottom is they're getting older. They probably haven't uh, you know, adapted or, or looked ahead far enough to realise that there's going to be a changing in the garden. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought Braith and Astor was really good before he got injured. Oh, mate, thought, he, he, he uh, paired he, he up really well. Been, he would have been player of the year for me. Um, if he, he played. Like him, and Brooks, him and Brooks were a really good combo. He was sensational. And Blake Austin, like I said, had a great year when he came in afterwards. Played five or six positions. Corey Patterson will be a big loss. Yeah, big time. Going to box. Corey, good on the champ. Mm, heavy, your favourite player, Corey. Heavyweight boxers. No, nah, Cousin Gary's favourite player. <laughs> Hello, Cousin Gary, wherever you are. <laughs> in Queensland land. Uh, 
Uh, this won't get there until it's like, not this won't get there until that twenty twenty four because I'll find out what podcasts are. Sorry, to, uh, <laughs> sorry to all the Queenslanders. <laughs> but uh, the, probably the biggest thing that happens here, they've still got massive talent moving forward. Uh, the board's had a restructure. They've picked Jason Taylor to take them forward. Do you think that is the right decision from what was probably available? Oh, well. And this is really he's in a situation like most of these uh, other coaches, like Nathan Brown and the other ones that we spoke about. Um, that they were, had to move that were floated. On. This is really probably his last opportunity. They had to move Potter on. Yeah, they did because it was cancerous. The situation, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Jason Taylor. He's he's uh, done his apprenticeship. I mean, he, he probably got that job at South too early. Mm. I was a bit overawed by it, but, but he's the done a lot of spade work between now and then. And yeah. if he's ever going to be ready, it's now. So he mm. deserves his crap. Well, they got like I said, the kids. You just hope that Tedesco gets healthy. Uh, Brooks broke down a little bit there. Moses hopefully bulks up, but you got Simona, Nofaluma, they've got to get healthy as well. Uh, Lodgy was a good buy at the end of the year, I thought, coming from Melbourne. I think yeah. he'll play more first grade because they need to, because the biggest glaring one when you said changes in the guard there for me was somehow with all these injuries last year, they gave Keith Galloway a four year deal. And I watched him this year and I just thought, there's no punch, there's no toe, he's still playing. Yeah. They need to pair Lodgy and Woods together and have a young, aggressive front row combination with Tapao coming off the bench. and I'd love to say to Power and Gaffey, and that would get me excited, but he's off to Brisbane, so obviously he's had enough of the troubles too. Yeah, He's seen an opportunity and uh, taken his leave, so uh, that's probably a big one for me. But they've got the best young crop, and they're 20s again. They had a lot of representatives the other day uh, in that under-20s Kiwi game and at the start of the year. So there's a lot of good stuff going. They were first in dummy half runs. We know they like to play fast, fourth and offloads. Up-tempo, but yeah, the low injuries, Potter, Farah, Mayer, just, just sort all that stuff out. They had the second worst defence and they missed uh, the second most tackles. So that's obviously another glaring thing that they've struggled with for years, really, haven't they? Yeah. They've always been one of the lower ones uh, as far as defence is concerned. But I thought Tapio had a really good year. I reckon he was the best boy. Him and Austin. They were the two real standouts for me moving forward with all those kids. Austin was great. Yeah, Austin was great. Tapio was good in patches. I think he got injured or suspended at different times. but. Mm. And Farrah's um, first half of the year, you could say, was outstanding before. Yeah, up until Origin. And then, yeah. you know, obviously the issue with Potter, uh, that, you know, really, really sunk their season. Mm. But they're a bit stuck for next year. They've got Kevin Aguama coming over. Uh, that's not a bad boy. Backline depth, they needed that at the back end of last year. And Chance Penny was a New Zealand under-20s winger the other day. He had a great year for Newcastle, who are the minor premiers. He comes over on a two-year deal. Losses, Fulton, Anasta, Gavay, Austin, Corabetti, Masilla obviously left, and, and him mid-year, Patterson. So there's a few players that definitely have potential, but they're under 20s, like I said. Tamari Martin got 5-8 of the year, so they've got another half in the waiting, which is ridiculous. They've got another 9. Manai Cherrington, 20s New Zealand captain the other day, so they're, they're kind of stocked up in those positions. Dallas Graham, great young forward, just signed like a four-year deal, and they've got two monster centres, kind of like Simona, in the wings waiting in Deloise Hoyter and uh, Watson Hellerter, mm. two very big boys. So they're never lacking in that department. No, but no, no way. You'd hope that this year, after two years of blighting those kids in, is the year that they push into the eight yeah. and start establishing themselves as a dominant force moving forward. Because we all know that the salary cap's going to do to them in a couple of years' time when everyone gets to pry at these kids. Yeah. So that wraps up our first four teams in the review. Uh, we're just chucking a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll work our way from 12th to 9th. Back for the next four teams, kicking off with the Newcastle Knights, who finished 12th. Uh, a bit of a horror year for them. You predicted that they'd finish 12th. Uh, that was one of your correct ones, item 11th, so not far off. 
Uh, 13 and a half wins was the one under or over for sportingbet.com. We both had unders and they only won 10. I had not missed the top eight. And uh, correct bet. They were both our sliders and our preseason predictions. Seventh last year. Finished up in 12th, but probably not a true reflection. The back half of the year was pretty good. But 10 wins, 14 losses, 32 players used. Seven debutants and probably the best way to sum it up was Wayne Bennett at the start of the year. I've got one in jail, one in hospital, and one got sacked. And they're not coming back. Tinkler gone, money yep. dried up, players not getting paid. Uh, obviously the McKinnon incident, which is just horrible. But all that came in a very short space of time, as well as Mullen getting injured at the nine. So things yep. were pretty much doomed from day dot at the start of this season. Yep. For the Newcastle Knights. Pretty simple. Big issues, injuries. Um, they uh, they never really cemented a nine. The fullback issue. Darius Boyd had had his issues during the year. Uh, obviously they had injuries in the half, so you can put it down to that. Uh, same deal as a lot of these teams. Like aging forward pack. Yeah, uh, under, un, underperforming. As I said, there is a theme with these bottom teams. Yeah, underperforming star players too. Massive raps go to Bo Scott, and we'll talk about some of the kids that come in later. But look at Uado, that bloke. A couple of years ago, they were talking millions of dollars from Jack Rugby. I think they gave him six or seven. How bad is he going? Mm. McManus is a rep player, but had a quiet year. Had some injuries. Um, probably the highlight of their year was not only Bo Scott, but their two centres, Dane Gagai and Joseph Lailua, were just absolutely outstanding. Mm. Between the two of them, they break more tackles than any other centres. Very good as far as yardage goes as well. That's one thing they're really good at at the back coming out. And then later in the year, we obviously got introduced to the Matty UT brothers. We saw a bit of memo as well. Um, that, that's probably the biggest highlight if you're going to take anything. Some of those kids that come in. Yeah. I thought Robbie Rocco again had a solid year. There's little bits and pieces, but uh, overall, what, what a horrible year. But I've got to chuck one thing out. I was very critical. Uh, earlier in the year about Wayne Bennett and the playing style and I said that it was boring it wasn't conducive of points um, that it was just ugly to watch they were the best in discipline uh, discipline and error sorry they were second but they were just disgusting and then you look at their last couple of games I know the pressure it was shows off. you that even if you hold the board it doesn't really matter no nah, if you can't do anything what you do with the and ball and we saw at the end of the more. year when they brought a couple of the kids in and dropped the crap and let Tyron Roberts and Mullen actually play a bit of free football which they do better and with these kids, they, they shredded some teams yeah, in the run, home. They beat the Roosters. Yeah. Um, they beat some good teams in the way, home. And I know you, you say, oh, yeah, start of the year, different circumstances. But if you do that from the word go with the strike power you've got, you're probably a contender. Yeah. You've got to rebuild the forward pack. And nine's obviously been an issue. Clydesdale was touted. Uh, the next Danny Badiris. But luckily for them, Danny Levi's only a baby. He was the under-20s captain and played for the Kiwis the other day. So they've got a very good uh, hooker in waiting again. So one yeah. of those two... That, that, that's, yeah, so many lows. Like we said, where do you start? McKinnon, the Tinkler situation, cash injuries, just everything. That, another one of these terrible years. But the highlight, 20s minor premiers, good players coming out of that side. Uh, they lost Chance Penny, but there's a lot of other guys. Um, you know, they're under 16s. Obviously, you're involved with that this year. They did absolutely destroy your side and just about every side they played. Yeah, they were the best. Yeah. By far the best team in the 16s. And the New South Wales. The only team that uh, gave them a crack was in the national final. I think they were down and ended up winning. But Yeah. Great crop coming through in Newcastle, that's for sure. And the New South Wales Cup team, uh, there's some fringe first graders in there, but they obviously made the grand final as well. Yeah. So junior prospects is the real big highlight going forward. They're similar to Penrith. Yeah. Rick Stone taking over. I think the first grade side still needs a little bit of work for next year. That There's not really a whole lot going on and there's a fair bit that's gone out the door but he's got a chance to make it his own and I think they've got a really good crop of kids so um, you know you look at the gains Sam Matora he was a mid-year signing 
Tarek Sims with his brother Corbin, I think they're really good to help rejuvenate that forward pack a bit. Yeah, they, they need someone like Tarek. Yeah. He's going to add an intimidation factor. And Corbin's going to go another step further next year. They'll help out Rocco and Scott yeah. in that pack. Uh, obviously, Smith, all these other guys are getting a bit on in the years. And uh, Carlos Tumavale, a player that I liked a lot at the Warriors, he, he kind of struggled. And this year, he kind of got ruined because they tried to push him in to become a centre mm. or a fullback, which is not his natural position. He's, he sits at six, so... Bit of halves depth there. They've lost Cuthbertson, Dobson, Matty Hilda, Josh Manalato, Chance Penny, Zane Tedavano, Willie Arme. So, bit of a clean out. We know Mason's going to be moving on as well, but great 20s players. Memo, Tapine, the Matty UT brothers, Denny Levi, as I mentioned, the hooker. Lachlan Fitzgibbon was their back row. Brock Lamb, one of the young halves, and Peterson Rabati, they picked up from Melbourne. There's probably a few others I could tout as well, but they are really good on a 20s team. Yeah. So, that, that's probably the biggest positive. We might see a few kids next year so a bit of a rebuilding phase for the Newcastle Knights boom 11th the Dragons uh, this was a, a bit of a mixed bag of a year for them but yeah, you predicted that they'd finish 10th item 13th so both around the money wins was 8.5 we both said over we're correct again on that one we've been good with the overs unders 11 yeah. and 2013 slight improvement 14th to 11th, but my bet, I had them over 8.5 wins, so mm. that's another another winning bet. Yeah, 11 wins, 13 losses, 28 players used, two debutants, but great start to the year, three wins in a row, pressures off Steve Price, he said, oh, I finally got the team I wanted, recruited Cooper, Thompson, Widock, a couple of blokes, uh, after that it just fell apart, 6 of 7 they lost, he crashed the Ferrari again, mm. forwards were ordinary, getting bashed, beaten around. Uh, Gareth Woodock was playing on his own real struggles just all around the park full stop and Mary came in things turned around um, obviously the, the one really big change was they got Benji Marshall at that point in time he helped out a lot more than what Michael Witt and Sammy Williams did in the halves with Gareth Widdock. Uh Mitchell Rain was pretty good at 9 and they pushed Quinlan to the back to put Dugan out into the centres which you know, I know it worked out well for Origin and he, he's talking about being a centre but I still can't see how you can limit him to one one side of the field with limited touches. I know Quinlan opened up the ball-playing aspect, which you want that link player at the back. Dugan doesn't do that so well, but he's just so easy to pin down and kill your set on kick return. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. Dugan's going to go at fullback. And then the other thing, and I said this to you, what I don't know if you'd remember off the top of your head, what do you think, first 10, 12 rounds, what was the most deadly combination in that team? Widdock. Yeah, and who was his centre? Gerard Beal. How good were they on that left edge at the start of the year? So yeah. why do you take away from the strength to try and fix the weakness at the end of the year? He oh. took his best weapon away from him, which slowed him down a little bit, mm. put him at the back where he'd obviously already played. We've already seen that he doesn't have the ball-playing ability, nor is he probably the most destructive player from the back. Bill? Yeah. yeah. So again, they were both strange moves. Dugan's your fullback. I don't care what you say. Yeah. You don't pay him that kind of money to sit out in one edge and get 10 touches in the game. He needs to be a fullback. Sure, he can't ball play. That's too bad. You I, take... got the, uh, I got the impression it was a state of origin thing. And that's what I get. And it annoyed, annoyed me. Stuck with it. Yeah, that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. It really did. He, he's a fullback. For state of origin, I didn't mind it. Yeah, but you can do that for state of origin. Yeah, yeah that's the difference. Yeah, yeah but my, my, I agree with that. But at club level, he's your best fullback. Same as him. He plays internationals at centre and wing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that, those class wing. players should be pigeonholed to a spot. No. He's your fullback. He's your best option at fullback. Then you have Beal and then you well, bring somebody else. We talk about spine all the time. One, yeah. seven, six, nine. You need to shore up those positions and you know, Dugan needs to go to fullback. Yeah, and you know, Widdock was their biggest tie for this year. No one knew uh, what was going to happen when he left Melbourne. Almost won Dalian medal. And if they have a better year, which they didn't have a, a bad... They didn't have a top year, but they didn't have a bad year. They, they were okay. They had a bad year. 
Yeah, well, by, by what they expected. What to, they expected. To do but I still think they didn't recruit where they needed to, which was the forward pack. No, not a, not a bad year by our standard, but I think yeah. by their own standards, they they underachieved. That's for sure. But to do what he did with uh, the circumstances for the whole year and almost win a Dalian medal, that speaks pretty big of the situation. Of he sure. stepped out of. But yeah. Dugan, I thought Craig again just punches away as he always does. Best thing for them, and this is no surprise. Again, we look at the quality of the backline which we speak of. They were second as far as tries, but only behind Parramatta from their back five productivity. They're the most disciplined side as far as penalties and big wins. You'd probably say that storm win in round 16, getting a bit of revenge for the one early in the year. Yeah. And uh, finally breaking the hoot on Canberra. They smashed Canberra. Yeah, took them a long time. But the lows, you got Price, the forward pack struggles, they got no front rowers, missing the finals, and now we're hearing about an eight-player possibility clean-out because mm-hmm. they're five or $600,000 over the cap this year. So they're about to go through an even tougher time, and we've got little inside bits during the year from gossip that they're not exactly doing well in the money department either. No. No. Tough times ahead, but uh, I'm glad they gave McGregor a contract. Um, they're going to give him a crack, and I think he deserves one. And they've got a lot of issues to sort out, but I think they've got some pieces there. Like, if you if you look at it as and you put Dugan at one and you've got Widop and Marshall in the halves and you've got Rain at nine, it's not a bad... That's a sort good of core group to work from. They need props. They need, um, they need a couple of props. They need they to clean out the back. back they got to clean out the back zone. I think that's what they're mainly looking at. They're, they're top heavy in that spot. They got Nabullian. I think that was in cover for either Nightingale or Morris to be shopped around. Obviously, we're hearing that Morris would be the one heading. That half a million dollars, that would almost put him straight back in a position to be under the cap. And then there's just a couple of players there. It's a bit of dead wood there. Steve Price deals it. Uh, unfortunately, locked in, but they're going to have to do something about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's the main issue right there. The restructure of the money. But gains for next year, relative unknowns. Besides Nabulli, they got two union players from Canterbury, Fraser Alcock and Rulon Naturi. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of those two. They're both forwards. Yeah. No, absolutely nothing about them because they play union. Losses, probably, this is the big one for me. They lost Jack Bird. We're talking about needing the back row. Their best young player. Their best young player is going to the Sharks, and it's their local enemy. Mm. Uh, Matty Grote, no big loss, come over. He he's been good for years. Like, oh. I remember... Uh, Gun. He still, he can still play 20s in, next year. In 2010, and he was a machine then. And he can still play 20s next year. He's, uh, he's only come on in and he's, he's another one of these guys. He's a back row, but he can play centre, wing. He played fullback for the 20 side, and he can play 5-8. Mm. He's one of these guys later on that's got rep written all over him. Freak. Pigeonholed, uh, no doubt. that You can't do anything about it. But Williams and Witt... Both gone, and then we talked about those eight. But the best thing for them is probably their twenties. Adam Fanua Blake, they got a young front row, which is something they definitely need. Uh, Drew Hutchison got a four-year deal. He was an Australian schoolboy's uh, kangaroos twenty-six the other week. Uh, Isaac Thompson, seventy-year-old winger. I told you a little bit about him. Absolute monster of a bloke and uh, a centre. Uh, Dufty's a good fullback, but the centre is one of one spot I think they do need to shore up if they're going to move Dugan back. And they got a cracker in Ewan Aitken, who was also. Uh, Australian New South Wales 20s player. Yeah. He's just... Oh, you know, he reminds me of Matt Cooper. He doesn't like stand out like a broken thumb in 20s typical, where you score your 20 tries in a year. Anything that comes down that edge gets buzzed. Yeah. And does all the dirty work. But he's a pure, pure clean centre, like a real centre. So there's, there's some, not some bad things there, but the restructuring needs to happen. Peter Mulholland's probably their best signing, I think, for next year mm. to try and redo, uh, you know, the cap situation. He's done a pretty good job at any club he's been at. Yeah. So... It's the Dragons' year, 11. The Eels at 10th. <sighs> they let me down. They, they really let me down. They crap the bed. It uh, wins. This one's very easy. Over <laughs> six and a half. We both said over. That's no no brainer. They won 12 games. Finish uh, 
you know, we both had 14th. We still thought they'd be down there. Massive. Yeah, over six and a half. That was my bet. And yeah. That, that came in. Yeah, both said 14th. They finished 10th, but a little improve, massive improvement, sorry, from last year. That was disgusting. I'm six out of seven in my bets at the moment. I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a lean patch here in a minute. but Yeah. Well, they were the Spooners last year. Massive improvement. 12 wins, 12 losses. That was a 50-50. 31 players used. Five debutants. There's still some teething, but massive changes this year. Obviously, the coach was number one. General Anderson in. Uh, you see Vitao, Tyne, Red Rara play a little more first grade. Paulie, Paulie, Junior Paulo, Manu Ma'u, uh, Hopper come back. The Harbs, Norman helped uh, Sander at big times. And, and the, probably the biggest signing, even though he only played half a year, was Nathan Peets. Mm. He was huge. Nathan Peets was awesome. He was borderline origin. If you would have said to Eels fans, probably even the coach, we're going to finish 12 and 12, they would have taken that. Yeah. And one more win. They had two opportunities to get themselves into the finals, and they finished with the same record as the Broncos, who did play finals footy. So Four and against Kilda. They can consider themselves uh, unlucky to a degree, but they had, you know, the elements uh, that ended up being their downfall. They were within their control. So. Yeah, and you get, but I still, oh, it's, there's always a game. We said this last year when Penrith lost to the Tigers during that origin period. That cost them finals. Yeah, that manly game where they, I reckon, they got robbed at the start of the year. To make that's their finals gone. I know they had a chance to yeah, win, cost them, but win the easy so games at the end with Newcastle and the Raiders, but that game earlier in the year wasn't a loss. People need to remember also, and I did say this in the podcast, that Newcastle and the Raiders it was away, away from home. Yeah. Like they struggle away, and Newcastle traditionally is a tough place well, to go and win. By the end of the year, by the end of the year if, if, if Newcastle don't have all their issues and they have those kids and they play that way the whole year, they're in the eight. Mm. They, they weren't a, you know, we had them falling out for, and all those other reasons to help contribute, but the little flash over at the end of the year with the halves in and playing that brand of football to their strengths for yeah. those kids, they wouldn't have been out of the eight. No, they would have made the eight. It, it yeah. took the them too long. why we left them out yeah. was not because of that. So next year, they're, they're a side you're going to look at and go, well, they're going to be right on the border of the eight. But here's your big issue. After all the good, and then in particular, I've been saying it all year, they've got their spine for years to come now. You've probably got him... Uh, Norman Sandow, you've got Pete's comeback and you've got Hayne. Hayne is gone. The Dalian medalist has just left the building. And he won them a lot of games this year and helped out in those situations where they had a couple of little flat spots or they couldn't find a try or their kids were a bit a little bit flat because I learned it. Look, I'll be shocked if they finished at 12 and 12 again next year. Oh, mate. that's How many wins is he good for? Cross. It looks like the game this year. It was good for at least uh, almost half those wins, I think. He would have put the icing on the cake. Or if not taking the game, that's no, where it needed to go. Yeah, twelve and twelve. I think he's. I think he's worth probably. I reckon four wins. I think off. two or three. I reckon four off that. I reckon two next year they'll win he seven. Missed, he missed three games on the back of Origin. Um, I'm not sure how they went in those games. I don't think they won any of them. So you, you could almost say with Hayne they were twelve and nine. Mm. Without him, um, you know, obviously they were what nine and twelve. Yeah. Well, the big thing. Spoon to a threat. The kids, the style of footy was brilliant. Arthur, his recruiting, and the 20s kids had a really good year this year as well. So they don't have a bad crop, but you're low. That's the biggest low right there. Hayne Gorn kind of just tore the heart out of what was going to be your spine going forward, build around a very homegrown forward pack, which is a bit of a Penrith mould. Yeah. Um, they got 1.2 million They've to play with. they got as well. Well, now obviously Yeah, he but... said the other day they're clear 1.2, but the issue is you've got no time to spend it. Well, and, I, it. and I don't agree, I don't know about your opinion, I always sound like I'm hating on Manly, but it's not going to matter because he's going to leave there anyway. I can't pay Watmouth 600000 at 31. 
I've got Pauly Pauly, I've got Maroa, I've got Mau, and I've got a good 20s mob. There's so many there. I can't justify that much of my salary cap going to a 31-year-old player. If I'm Parramatta, I'm going after Watmau and Stewart. I'm not paying Watmau $600,000, and he's not getting three years. I'd spend my 1.2 on Watmau and Stewart. No, he's not getting 600. And he's not the three-year deal? You're going to take him until he's 34? How old is he now? 31. I'll give him a two-year deal. Yeah, well, he's refusing to take that. He wants three. And he wants six. I'd give him three if I was Parramatta. I'm not. And if he wants three, he's who would give him three? Do you reckon? Carlos or someone else in trouble? But they're not. No one's going to offer him. I think they will now that Haynes gone. I couldn't do it. I'd I'd want Brett Stewart and I'd want what now, but for the right price. I can't tie myself to two older players who are injury prone. I'd give him. I'd give him five hundred k each. Yeah, but his deal. If he wants a three year deal, I'm getting the option on the third year. And I'd say to Manly. I'd say to Manly. You know, you can chip in two fifty. Oh, he's going to get paid anyway next year. That's the thing. He's not actually tied to him, but all that back-ended money has to be paid. Mm. So technically, they, they, you think they'd be able to pick him up for less than he'd be getting paid, but that's not how it's working out. The yeah. Stewart thing I can understand. I'd probably want him more than Hoffman or Barber because Barber played like a bastard and Hoffman doesn't have that ball well, playing. I think Parramatta, Parramatta need to make a decision about whether they're... If they think they can win the competition in the next two years, then you need to go after Pull Stewart Watmo. If you don't think you can win the competition in the next two or three years, then you don't you don't pay that money for. Well, I've got to put it. I just yeah. I can't. You probably get you probably get four I, I really really good young players for that price, I, or you're going all in with two older guys I'm to waiting. try and win it. I'm waiting for next year. I, I reckon out of those two. But then if, again, okay. So say they don't sign them and they have an absolute Barry Crocker of a season. Brad Arthur's probably thinking, well, I might be on the rocks then. You know? well, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll go you one other way, though. A lot of different oh, circumstances. Mate, he he, he won't be under pressure after losing home, but I'm giving you two options here, and this is why I'm looking yeah, at you it. You know, Parramatta fans they reckon crazy. They reckon they're going to can Sandow, which surprises me. Yeah, um, but for who? And they're going to carry... They're going to go all in for four. I'd, I'd rather four. If they got four, I'd agree with I'd rather four than the other two. I'd rather wait and try and Will get that him. that upset Sandow? If, oh, if I'm Chris Sandow, I've sort of repaid... Not really. You just cost him a million dollars for two years and yeah, he had one good season. You, want, you want next year. You want next year to be a big year. Um, but he's just sort of showing some glimmers of hope. Uh, and, and now, what are you going to you're going to try and he's your issue, find someone else in his in his position? He was awesome, but you take Hayne out again. Let's see how he goes next year. He's going to have Pete and Norman again. He did a lot of things What's without Hayne. Kicked a lot of 40-20s. Hop wide is the fullback to man. He will be. He yeah. goes back there and I go after a centre. Well, I don't know that he will be, but I think he should be. I he think he should be. And he's got one of the best sets of hands I've ever seen. You want to talk about a place in the ball player? He's just an athlete. He's a gun. He's a brilliant athlete. And as a centre, like I said, I think he's got the most natural set of hands, which a lot of centres don't have anymore. I think he's very understated, Will Hopewater. I don't think we've we've seen his best football. You want to know what the word is? best football probably in two or three years. You know what the word is? And it's not explosiveness or big moments. The word is class. Things about his game are just quality. The, like I said, some of the hands, some of the tries he gave this year, or the way he goes about his business, there's just class in everything he does. When I watch him, he's, he's always got time, and he, he seems to just glide. He, it's, he glides. Glides. it's class. He he, just glides. When you're a classy player, these things seem easy. But some of the transition in hands, or the decision-making, is brilliant. Right. He always does his job. But Let's move on. That's enough of Pat Matthew. Yeah, oh, well, the gains are the one thing for me. Um, obviously, money was an issue before the Haynes situation, so they tried to fill in some squad depth. Bo Champion, always getting injured. Benny Crooks from England. Uh, wasn't playing over there, so that was a bit weird. Richie Fayosa, out of retirement with a neck injury. Shannon McPherson. You're the right G- there, Yeah, mate, a couple of, couple of beer belches under the breath. Right Shannon McPherson, you remember him, G.I. Joe? Yeah. From South Sydney, he's come back. 
Uh, Cody Nelson from Your Mob, That's and they got Reese Robinson. So they, a, they didn't sign Shannon McPherson. They did. GIJ. I thought he was alright when he was over here. GIJ. He's been gone for a couple of years, so I don't know what the Super League's done to him, but that's a haircut you could set your watch to. Losses, Liam Foran, uh, Daniel Harrison, Kenny Seo, Benny Smith, Moy Moy, Tanganor, Tonga and Hayden. So cleared out a bit there, but that was mainly for Cap. In the 20s, I can't we... believe they got rid of Clippy. Mate, injury problems, played like a buster this year in the 20s. And then you got Maroa, Paulie Paulie, and a couple of these other guys. I'm going them over the top of him. But they got a really good mob coming. They, we, they didn't have enough money to re-sign him? We've seen Paulo, Paulie, Paulie, and Marawa. Those three, are, oh, to me, they're all better than Kalepi. I'm happy with the three. You've got Docker Clay, Kiwi's half. You've got Johnny Falau's younger brother. You've got room on your bench. Who's in the Samoa squad. Fabian Goodall is an absolute beast. They've got some really good backline players here. They're talking about buying a centre. I wouldn't need one. I, there's Falau and Goodall there for me. Yeah. Ryan Madison was the Australian school, uh, the 20s. Uh, seven the other week, played the uh, New South Wales game. Kaiser Pritchard, we've seen. Tyrell Fuimano was their best player by the end of the year. He's only 18. And then Lavaca scored an absolute bag of tries. So mm. they're not light under the backs. And they got a good crop coming through. Oh, I'd be happy with that situation. But it's how they spend this money. That's more but important. Tanganyi was a proven first grader. What, for 10 games? Yeah, Pulley Pulley and Junior. Well. Yeah, I'm not saying he's, he's, he's better than those guys. I'm just saying at least you know he... Uh, he can handle the, the well, cup. He got a big... It's different he, going from 20s to NRL. Again, we're talking about cap pressures. He got a big deal that he wasn't entitled to that Ricky Stewart gave to him from 10 games and then they got stuck with him with injuries and then they had three better players. Yeah. So they've, they've you done... You only get those seasons. You they've done the season, smart thing. You and can't said, be the best player at the no, top of your game. But they've, said, they've done the smart thing. You're on too much money. We've got these three for okay, the Okay, so right it's, a, it's, a, it's a we're overpaying him thing. Which well, is fine. Ricky Stewart I, ruined it. Yeah, okay. He crapped the bed and he left. He left him on massive money and that they had these other three that are probably better than him. So he's not going to play and he's yeah. taken... Like Loco. Loco got half a million last year somehow and he wasn't even playing. Mm. So after did the best thing again. Cared him. You just, you just need the space. Yeah. It's uh, ninth. Last one again. This four-game rotation is the Warriors. My letdown team. <sighs> they love let me down. Well, the, finish, the Warriors and the Eels are the two that should have made the eight that didn't. Yeah. And the finish... They even um, had that night at Penrith at the end of the year. They win, they get in. Yeah, well, I had to win by four, it. didn't they? I think. Yeah, something like that. Four and um, against, but and to me, like we're going to go on to the Broncos and the Bulldogs, but they're probably the two sides that I thought shouldn't have shouldn't have been in the eight. No, no way. As far as talent was concerned, especially. But finish, you said seventh, I said six. You both got burned there. Uh, wins, we were off only by half a game though. We just always have that crap period where they lose yeah, a well, few games in a row, and they always have that hot run too. Hmm. But we both had over twelve and a half. They won twelve, so half game. Uh, they were 11th last year but they were equal ninth last year as well same circumstance my best bet was uh, for them to make the top 4 350 and Mm. it was looking good at one point well 12 and 12 31 players used 7 debutantes but the same old they give you so much hope they let you down they can nearly after a few absolute Barry Crocker performances McFadden comes in team changes a little bit Um, they get on a bit of a hot streak it's okay McFadden but it's just some it's the players. Of it. I don't care who coaches them. It's the no, players. You, like you dropped Chad Townsend at a critical time. I, there was a few things I just thought, why? That well, I'm glad he punted Mateo because he got I'm over, not, he got uh, paid again. You know, I'm not over there. Him. I'm not over there coaching him, so it's hard nah. to be critical. I just I, I did scratch my head a little bit when he uh, decided to drop Townsend because I, I thought he, he Townsend was, had a really good year. He was killing that uh, little heat streak, and then that lost. He really, really helps uh, Sean Johnson out as well. Perfect foil, better than Lulua. Lulua's there for good experience, but when he's in there, they look much better yeah. when they've got Townsend over Lulua. I'm with you 100%, but it's just the same hole. Too many hot and cold streaks. 
Oh, you see some good kids coming again. You know, Horrell has a pretty good year. Lamarpe, Fussy Tua, Henry finally plays some footy. Uh, they get some big wins, a 48-0 and a 42 of the Eels and Titans. The Anzac win over the Storm. Uh, third in attack, as always, but you just get your typical lows. Yeah. Consistency. Uh, Johnson getting hurt there for a bit really hurt him. They still won some of those games, but when he'd come back, he still wasn't 100%. He was playing on a bad groin. He wasn't kicking. Um, and they just let you down with the talent. Like every year, they get so many good kids in, or they've always got you know a bulk of the New Zealand side. They're such a quality football team. They got Tompkins over on big money. They got a spine, but they they got a great team. They can't deliver. They, uh, I think you can almost give them a pass mark, considering they had their coach sack because that's there's sort of two or three games that lead up to that happening that you lose. Then two or three weeks where you've got to get used to the new coach. So there's like a six week period there where you know things are all up in the air. So for them to finish twelve and twelve, I think is is a pass just. Mm. But they've definitely got the potential to be a team that finishes it with at least a fifteen and nine record. Oh, like mate! As far as I'm concerned, because you could go through their season, and you the could, travel. You could, you could have th- there'd be three games there where you just go. They bombed that game. There was a game against Brisbane in Brisbane that they just crapped the bet in. They led by oh, ten or twelve. There was more than one of those. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough games there that tell me that they should be a top four team, but that uh, they do float in and out of games. But their style of football tends to to lead to games where they make a lot of errors, and when they don't, they're the hardest team in the competition to beat. Oh, without without question, but. Um, probably the one big thing won the comp, that's so what I was going to say more guys coming this, this is what you look at grand final this year win grand final last year lost the year before that that year off the year before that I'm pretty they sure they around. went back to back so yeah. they've been into four of the last five grand finals I mean Fadden summed it up more than anyone because we know they find it hard to recruit just because you've got to move across the ditch right but they have been hard to recruit yeah but you got the best crop that's what I'm trying to get at but that's what he was saying it's now time for these kids, out of all that they've punched through a million of them, their team is full of their under twenties talent, mm. and they've given plenty of it away because they can't keep it all. But he said, "We, you guys, need to capitalise on this opportunity, and so do we. We've got so much here, we need to become a force." And he's one hundred percent right. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's spot on. But the ones that kill me, like Flynn Mateo, got big money off Elliot, and he was playing like a bastard, and he played like a bastard again this year. Yeah. So why are you there? Flick him, get him out. Stop paying the bloke. Two or, two or three offloads. Is this a hate train? No, but two or three offloads and playing 20 minutes and being a, a dope doesn't justify half a million dollars. Angry Lewis. Well, Good. I'm just saying. If you're a CEO, are you paying him that much investigation. money? investigation. I'm not paying him that much money. He's not even starting. Yeah. I don't know what he trains like. I don't know. I'm, not going to to so, I'm going off what I see on the field. And, what, uh, I, what I have seen out of Fletty Vitale and what I, I do see, and, you know, often he's best and he's worse... You know, I, it pulls apart. I just see, so, I, I see the Inu kind of thing though. It's, he's there, but he's not there. He's got a jersey on. He's but automatic, I mate. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing. I agree. He'd be a difficult man to coach. Put it that way. But even like this year, I thought Madalena. I think he got moved. But around. I do know. But I know people at Parramatta and uh, people I've come across in the game that have coached at the highest level, and uh, they 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 sing his praises. They think he's a really nice guy. But that's top. It's just unlocking the key to making him play consistently. So how do you get? Week. How do you get that grand final year where the bloke just busted through the line and? Pick the pass. But isn't it right funny how some players are just like that? He's one of those players that just you got. The, he's either a light, but you got, or he's you got that struggling. video. You got that video, and you go, "There it is, right there." What, what, what do we need to do? It's not the Da Vinci Code. That's what works for you, brother. Mm. You're a big bloke. You got soft feet. You can get between defenders. You can ball play at the line. The simple thing for you is just don't push the pass. Run first, pass the second. 
the pass comes when you run. That's all he's got to know. Yeah, I think he, he was carrying in, injuries. I also think he needs to be fitter. Yeah, well, the gains, I don't think they'll... Bang, punch the table there. I don't think uh, the gains are too bad at all. All wood, good young centre from Canberra, but it's a position I don't understand because they're loaded there. They should have signed Steve Mattel. And the, no, no. Well, again, with Haru, Lamarpe, and then no, you, you saw, you saw Qatar in the grand final, and they're still locked to Nielsen, who's not playing, but I don't I think know. they need someone like Steve Mattel, someone like that's a bit angry. I think Cutter comes in, he's angry, and he got he's good. I think they're, they're fine, but the other one's Hoffman, and I love Hoffman just as much as anyone because he's from Melbourne, but again, they've got Mannering, they've got Madalino, they've got Backrows. He's still tied to Mateo. They've got a million kids out of their 20s program. He's a culture signing. I know, but you've, it's him and, him and Mannering, I get. It's going to be great. On culture edges. signing. That's my other issue. They both play left edge. Who goes to the right? doesn't matter. Who cares? Well, mate, if that's where you've played your Mannering will go right. Manning's played both sides. He played a bit of centre. He, he'll play anywhere. It, it, I don't see it being a big issue. No massive. No, I think Hoffman could play both sides. Their twenties crop is good. Bradley Abbey, the fullback. David Barnett didn't play this year. He played cup, but he's the ex-lock. Cutter, we talk about the captain, Sam Masano, gun front row. Michael Key, a back row. Mamolo, Ken Mamolo off the bench. We saw Lola here, half, and they got two of my, uh, another two of Arbe Gerard, and they got another back row. They've got a squealing kids. And there's there's more I didn't name because there's just too many of them that team. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I want to see them in the top four. Every, realistically, with that set up, they should be a top four team every year. Well, that was my best bet. They're like Brisbane. And they let me down. As far as I'm concerned. But we can it there. That's uh, eight teams. We will now head into the top eight and start working our way through four more teams in order of elimination. Broncos come in at eighth spot as we continue and uh, looking at their year. You predicted they'd finish 11th item at 10th, uh, just outside. It's probably where they belong, to be honest, but they did find a way in last round. They were probably on Mad Monday, to be honest, but that's what we were saying. Not thinking they were going to get in, but the results fell their way. They did. Worked out. Yeah, uh, it was more more other teams cracking yeah, the bed than up. them yeah, doing the right thing and getting in, but... Wins, uh, overs or unders. We both had them under the 11.5 from sportingbet.com. They won 12. Mm. So just got home. And they were 12th in 2013. 12 wins, 12 losses. 24 used for, uh, you know, how they went. They certainly didn't have any troubles with personnel. No. That's one of the lowest tallies. And they only had one debutante, Francis Muller. He only played like, you know, two, three games. But uh, the summary, pretty much the same story for a lot of teams. A very up and down year. Ben Barber was a flop, obviously. Martin Kennedy... Uh, massive flop. Hoffman was playing six with Hunt, which was ridiculous. They didn't have a real half there, a real fullback for them most of the year. Fords were solid as always, but they lacked firepower up front. Obviously, Kennedy was brought in for that reason, and Hennett had his struggles, but um, Hodges was barely there. Copley was probably your biggest highlight from the backline point of view, and Benny Hunt was the best player by a country more. Yeah. The bloke just amazed week to week. Um, he finally got his opportunity. After being blocked out by Darren Lockyer, Peter Wallace, and Scott Prince, all, that's all it was going to take for somebody to finally go, "Hey, not." Yeah, I'd also think they they gave him some time to. But he never got started. He never played round. starting. No, footy. but I think it proves my point that you can't you can't expect kids from twenties yeah, to perform within you, two years. How are you it's supposed been to? Four years. How are you supposed to good. grow when you don't even play the position? Well, proof in you the pudding. Want. He grew during that. He time. He grew this year. No, I don't think he did. I think he started off well and he, he finished well. well. He only got to start like three games out of 90 and most of the games he played were his hooker. So I think it was all bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon the weight made him hungry and when he got his opportunity to finally start, he I proved just think everybody it's a, wrong. It's a 
good message for clubs to stick by kids who they think have got potential. Well, they didn't have a choice but to because he never got the opportunity. And yeah, they but kept, I mean, if that's another club, they kept Penny, him. We're probably talking about Ben Hunt playing Queensland Cup. He never played though. I had him sitting there grooming him. Groom, well, they still had him. Grooming. Yeah, the they did. They should have lost him to Newcastle two years ago, but he stayed. They're lucky for them because mm. I think he would have went there and killed it, to be honest. But um, he, he was the biggest highlight. They got a squealy in fullbacks. Uh, their 20s ended up having a pretty good year. So that's probably not a bad position for Wayne Bennett to be heading back there. But, you know, the high for this year is obviously Hunter Rise. Did you do the over under? Yeah. Sorry. Kidding yourself, mate. That's the first thing we do. You're I had a power now. You're out of control. Uh, I had him to miss the top eight, is my bet. And they should have. They should have. They got in. But your highs are obviously Hunt's Rise and Copley. Copley's borderline a rep player now. Uh, I thought McCulloch had a good start, but finished off flat. Parker was a gun as always. Um, they were third in metres this year. They had the most try saves, but I thought they were lacking at times, and that's obviously because Hunt was pretty much playing solo as far as creativity is concerned. Yep. Um, Straight up. They you know, struggled you, at, at uh, one, and they struggled in the other half position. Your lows were pretty much, like I said, it's been a few years since they've really got a lot of kids up, which is their, their high point. Uh, and then the Griffin situation with Bennett, which is probably maybe a good thing going forward, but we're going to have to see. But we had the cap thing. Uh, somehow they've escaped that from lack of evidence. The, the integrity unit, you know, they've got so much pull and power. What a jab, that is. <laughs> Goodbye, then. But just a lack of success. Closing out games. Get murdered. Scotty Prince gets murdered. Brisbane, yeah, sorry, guys. Biggest issue this year, closing out games. Uh, round three against the Roosters doesn't seem like much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, but they had that in the bag. They yeah. lost it. Yeah. Uh, round, like Troy, round five, they lost while leading. Round six, these are all in the last five or ten minutes. Round eight, and then the big ones, obviously, the round 16 game with the Sharks. 22-0 up, they lost 24-22. So closing out was a massive issue for them this year. They, they could have up, been in a bring up that game again. Yeah, oh, I have to bring it up. Bring it up, mate. Yeah, squad reform is it, it, it has to be coming close. Oh, I want my money. <laughs> They've got a halfback, but they definitely need props. Um, Barber was awful. Hoffman's on the way out. They're looking for Boyd. Why is Barber awful? He was awful. He this bloke won a Dalian medal. Why? He went to go there for compassionate reasons. He wanted to be a fullback. He doesn't I think like it. He's okay. No, he doesn't like it. He tackled. was worse the year before. He still doesn't look like he wants to be there, and even at six. Oh, is it because he had that massive season and now no. everyone just expects out of him? I look at body language and you know oh. putting yourself into the game. Yeah, body, body language, having involvements, <laughs> and what, what's the best part of his game? Is his running game? What's he do? He passes first. Matty John said the best thing I've heard all year. What I'm saying. He never ever looks like he's even going to run the football. He's a pass first bloke right at the moment. Like you, when your confidence is shot. John said something that you also said. So it's the best thing you heard. No, I agree with it. That's yeah, what I, was I, was, I know. But it was spot on. He's pass first, and when you don't have confidence yeah. and you're half, and you're not taking the line or you're not being creative. He just tipped it but off. Also, all year. Are they, he, was, he was a link. Are they putting him in positions to, you know, unlock his talent? Mate, there was offloads and there was plenty of going towards on. Towards the end of the year, I thought he was pretty good. Like last six games, I thought he was okay. I, I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was not, a lot better than what he'd been for the. He was better. You know, the, he was better at six the because they had no six. Last year. Which, you know, that's one thing. But 
As a fullback, I don't think he covered any anywhere near the amount of roles that a fullback covers. I think he's just lazy. I did actually. I did watch him at Penrith. And he was very lazy. Yeah, hundred percent. Very lazy. Just being honest. No, I'm not. I'm not. Your favorite. Your favorite line, bro. The field doesn't lie. The field doesn't lie. The field doesn't lie. Yeah. I thought, but I did think it back in the. Probably better at six at the back end. Probably the last month, I thought he, he played really well. Can't play him as a six. He doesn't like tackle. Game against uh, Newcastle in particular, he lit it up like. Ben Barber used to, so hmm. but you just need to see that more consistently. But oh, 100%. But, uh, they're trying to shop him around anyway, aren't they? They've got Milford coming in. I think that's massive, really. The fact that they can get him for a quarter of the massive amount of money that Canberra tried to throw at him. Uh, Darren Lockyer reckons he's you know, he had a chat to him. They want to play him as a six, so they're going to mentor him and hunt. That's a very exciting house pair for him to talk about running. Milford at six. Greg Eden, never even heard of the bloke, plays for Hull KR. They called him the, the English Billy Slater three years ago. He can barely play in the Super League, so yeah. don't really know what to expect there. But the biggest issue was front row. I like both these signings, especially for value. You've got Benny Hennett chewing up half a mil, and you have Martin Kennedy, who played like an absolute shovel digger. For 400. You got 900 tied up in two props. They flicked Hennett, saved some money. They're trying to push Kenny out the door, but they got Mitchell Garbutt for next to nothing, and then they got James Gavay next to nothing on two year deal. I am much happier with these two than what I am with Martin Kennedy in particular. Garbutt's gone. Who was the Garbutt was from Melbourne? That's Glasby. He's the Cowboys. He's the back row. I thought it was Garbutt, Glasby. Garbutt's the dude who scored the awesome 70 with a try in the nines. I know Garbutt's. Garbage trap. He's all right. Yeah, and James Gavale was great for the Tigers. How funny. As long as he stays off the bottle, he's a great player. No, he'll be right. He'll he'll play some footy. But they lost Jake Greenville. Yeah, he obviously retired. Hammett. uh, Duncan Pau, he was the six in their 20s grand final. He's gone to rugby union. So, you know, I think it's pretty obvious there was a block path there Mm. as far as what was coming through. And then the 20s team... Good players in their 20s team. They've got both the Nicarim brothers. They're both outstanding. You've got mm-hmm. half fullback players, utilities. Uh, Jai Arrow, gun forward. Joe Offa Hengau. He was a f- one of the front rowers for the Aussie side the other day. Big front rower. Juma Adams, Queensland 20s. Alex Barr. Zach Gronke. He was in the, the 20s team the other day as well. Opacek yeah, and Drew. Good juniors. Molo and Ashley Taylor was the big touted half. But uh, I think he's passed where he blocked for the time end as well. Mm-hmm. But good crop. Wayne Bennett's coming in in not a bad situation. Uh, there'll probably be a few more shifts you'd imagine next year as far as the salary cap to make up the team, but not too bad of a situation next year. Agree. For the Broncos, they finished eighth. They were knocked out week one. Can the super coach turn them around? I don't know. We'll wait and see. The other <laughs> team... You have your billboards out again? Yeah, Wayne. Pick it for his head. Yeah. But, uh, the Storm, yeah, they finished sixth, but they got knocked out week one, so that's why they're coming in here at seventh. Uh, predicted finishes, you had them finishing third. I had them at fourth. Uh, they finished sixth. The wins, fifteen uh, and a half. You said over, I said under. They only won 14, so I was correct there. Yeah, but they should, they crapped the bet on us. They just had a no, they bad lose, they year. They lose players they? during Origin as well. They had a bad year. No, well, they lost to Newcastle when they shouldn't have. We lost six. I could rattle off. Like heaps of games they should have won. We went didn't. six and seven during the origin period. Though. The only one we beat was you blacks, and you blacks had your players. Mm. That was that was one of my highlights here for the wins. <laughs> that game yeah, with right. nobody, we beat the Titans with almost a full yeah, sword. The Titans have got nobody. They got a better. They had fucking bad more players than we did. It was ridiculous. Boys, he couldn't beat us. Aiden Caesar didn't play. Take out the big three. If you can't beat us, you got to play. Aiden Caesar didn't play. That's our big. We had no one. no Chambers, no Hoffman, no Slater, no. We've only got one good player. Mate, we lost five. We've got the big one. We lost five to Origin. The big oh, one. We lost five. You've yeah. actually got a team. 
Um, they're slowly coming back to the field. There's no doubt about that. The big three are getting a bit older. Um, Slater's knees, he struggled at the start of the year. He had a shoulder problem too. Cooper Cronk, the first time in any memory I had, he broke his arm in origin. That obviously hurt. Depth was tested. Uh, the edges were disgusting. That killed me all year. Every week, I think you got sick of hearing me say it. Our edge defence was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It was so indecisive. I think you might have changed uh, the, the structure, though. I don't. I think we just had dumb people who can't make decisions. The, it looked yeah. pretty simple. Sometimes it looked great, and then other weeks it looked awful. Yeah. I think uh, down there, the philosophy is buy in, and we'll be fine. I, I think there was a bit of hesitation at times to buy into uh, what was being, you know, practice what you preach. You can lead a horse to the water, but if you drink, that's another question. Yeah. But well, that was my gripe all year. I'm sure you got sick of you. Everyone I spoke to got sick of me saying it. Well, feel, feel I get sick of a lot of things you say. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> 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 keep banging on the drum. Uh, Will it's Chambers, Will Chambers was the one that killed me as well. I thought he played his best game in Origin, but for Melbourne, I thought it was terrible this year. Honestly, he really disappointed me. Yeah. And, uh, After I tried to get him on the World Cup squad. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, well, he, he crapped bed in his own regard there. There, there were spots open, but there's other blokes like Dylan Walker, even Timmy Laffey. Like, there's a heap of blokes you would have picked in front of him. Yeah. So he crapped the bed on his own. But that was the biggest thing for me. Probably the best upside. Um, as much as we're getting stripped down and we've come out to the field after we played, you know, with a twelve million dollars side for a couple of years, there was Jesse Bromwich just coming on his own. He was outstanding. Uh, Kevin Proctor become such a big time player, and I'm, I'm happy he chose to stay for a lot less money. But losing Hoffman, that hurts. Um, but we've got a ready-made replacement in Toby Vara, so I'm pretty happy. A little Kiwi contingent. Mm. Well, what about big league? They've named Cameron Smith the player of the year. No. It was Jesse Bromwich by Country Mile. Jesse Bromwich was our best player. I reckon, I actually think Cooper Cronk was... Up Mate, if he doesn't Smith. miss six games, he's a player. He killed it. He was yeah, top. Yeah, he was good. Even like the, you, know, you know the one thing that shows you though, how good those three are? Regardless how much people bag them, the Dalliums again, they polled 60 points between the three. Mm. If they're all in different teams, they've probably all got two or three medals. Yeah. They play together. They're You're still right, in take, the top 10. Yeah. It's, ridic- sure. it's absolutely ridiculous how they still poll those points. It blows me away. Yeah. Well, because um, they're good players. You know what kills me, though? Frat Rowers get no respect. Jesse Bromwich should have had some threes, some bad games. He was just epic. I agree. Um, but yeah, him and Proctor. Next year, I think, I think we, might have to, we might have to start our own medal count. Yeah, we'll have to go full full blown. I watch because otherwise, otherwise we've got to put our money where our mouth is and actually do it. I watch every game anyway, so I'm well, exactly. Yeah, I've got nothing else better to do. Yeah, you know, I'm a Sparky and I can't coach to save myself. That's why I talk about footy. <laughs> can't yeah. coach to save myself. Uh, but you want a knife, Wayne? Yeah, I will knife Wayne. <laughs> That's why Wayne's worth a million dollars and I'm in your bloody study in your McMansion, right? Right. It's a good study. Yeah, it is a good study. Uh, the highs, obviously... We, they, I think the listeners would have noted that we don't have a dog barking in the background or nah, we're people just, smashing things. And, we're not at home with eight people and two dogs and just craziness. Yeah. We're in the quiet of Orchard Mahills. Right. Yeah. But uh, the we've highs... We've window open too. Yeah, right. Calm down now. Get off, get off no, your ass, champ. No, I'm just saying. We've got a bit of serenity. Yeah, it's all good. A few bruises. But they battled on. They made the finals again. Those players growing... They could have won the comp. Smith re-signing. If nah, the Bulldogs no made the, mate, if the Bulldogs made the GF, nah. Melbourne could have won the comp. And we would have got fucking pumped by the Rabbitohs. No. Nah. They would have taken us to town. No. Nah. Melbourne just needed to play their best footy. They just nah. couldn't. Couldn't do it. Because their edges were awful. They were like a Datsun trying to start up. They just kept I'm going to chuck it out there. It's, it's time for some little changes. I know we're pretty systematic and robotic. We can't completely go away from that, but there's got to be some small changes. Like what? There needs to be some tinkering. 
We're getting what? we're getting a bit predictable, right? You can't get into a meeting and say, well, like, what do you mean? Like, well, tell me what. We need to be a little more expansive. Fixing the edges is one problem, but we need to chuck in one or two more punches. I know we, we play the ruck better than anybody. Yeah, but you've just said but you've got so works on the edge. So why would you pass on the ball? We're not talking about that. The defence he can fix, their attack's fine. Like, I'll use Maher, for example. Can't make a decision to save his life, but give the bloke the ball. He just knocks five people over. So what are you talking about, defence? I'm talking about attack needs to be expanded. Not, not just... You just you said know. their attack was fine. No, I didn't. I said they need to tinker a few things. The attack needs to expand. We've got some set plays which work fine, Mm. yeah, but we're pretty predictable at this point in time. Mm. Defence needs to be fixed, 100%, especially the edges. I think the middle wasn't so bad. We're a bit undersized and we're probably missing a front rower now because we gave away our two best juniors in Lodgie and Reese Kennedy, who were both junior New South Wales front row pair, and they're both gone, and Norrie got forced retirement. We lose Rose. He's useless anyway. No, really. But we get Lars. Lars is all right, but what are you going to milk out of him? He plays 20 games in the last four years and got $2 million off Canberra. So how long is he going to last for us? He'll be a $2 million player to Melbourne. Yeah, I hope he is. But if that's Craig Bellamy's got a bloody track He'll play record. two games again and he'll bust something. He's Craig a, Bellamy will shout at him for three months and he'll <laughs> get the best out of him. Yeah, well, that's his body. That's yeah. the problem. Oh, Hopefully Craig right. yells at his brain. It's if you're listening to me, you weak bastard. <laughs> if you break down, you're dead. We're putting you through the grinder. But uh, that's probably my biggest. Every issue. every one year of normal a normal coach's life is like three to. And then you, you're back depth again. Matt Duffy, all these injuries. Kiwi International touted. Justin O'Neill was an ex Queensland Ferrari injuries. We're hearing he's on the outer. So there's some slight problems again in depth in the backs if we offload these blokes. And then my other issues Origin time again. Yeah. These blokes are not getting any younger. They got their first little in- injuries this year. Smith's ankle, Cronk's arm, Billy's knees. That we he runs on that anti gravity treadmill. Guys, please, this is a plea from Lewis right now. Here we go. Retire from ref football. <laughs> Retire. <laughs> Focus, you won eight in a row, what more do you want? Focus on Melbourne. Focus on Melbourne, all right? You've won everything. Let's win some more yeah, comps. He just loves playing. Yeah, but I know, and I get that. And if I could run around too and get rep jerseys and make an extra money, that's tops. But I want another comp. These two, these three guys should have more than one competition. you got two seasons, bud. Yeah. Two more years, I reckon. Well, Smith's got four years left. I reckon he'll play till he's 40-something. But realistically... He'll be like Jason Smith, though. I reckon he'll play till he's 40-something, because he's just got time. Jason Smith. And I think Cronk will play till he's 50, because he looks like he's 20. He looks younger than I do. And I'm, like, 10 years younger than the bloke. It's ridiculous. Keep it on. That poor old Billy, the knees are going. The cartridge is worn out. Did I, uh, I don't think I gave my uh, bet for the storm. Yeah, well, what was I it? had him to make the top four. Fail. And, uh, yeah. No yeah. Good. Well, Blake Green's oh, coming. Sean Nona's coming. Both fighting for the six jersey. Really good. Lars is the prop, but we need props. But the losses again. This is Greeny, what I'm talking. Greeny, about. but he's very Cooper Cronk like. He's very structured. Yeah, well, I like he plays very similar. To all I know Cronk. is if he's he's dodgy, I'm knifing him because I like what I saw in Nona, and I was filthy we didn't use Cody Walker, who's now yeah. going to South. No, so. I think Green will be really good for Melbourne. I hope so. We need. We're going to find another front row. Bellamy's come out and said they're hunting one. He played right with. Uh, he played with what's his face who. Punches a crap out of him. <laughs> he what? He plays with what's the dude that from Wigan that punched a crap out of someone? Oh, Benny Flower. Ben Flower. Yeah, he ben played Flair. with Ben. He saw Ben Flower do that in the flesh. <laughs> Trust me, that's enough to turn anyone right. into a good footballer. Well, losses. This is what I was getting at before. This is the the struggle you go through when you want to maintain all those players that they kept this year. Garbutt's gone. Ryan Hoffman's gone. Junior Moores. Benny Roberts. Brian Norrie. Uh, Cody Walker. Cecil Wongo. And we gave away our two best junior front rowers. And we lost Peterson Pride of Barty because he's. A gun, but just an absolute nutcase. So never, he, never heard of him. Mate, he's a good player. But three of our best junior forwards all left this year, so hurting. 
hurting big time. Throw the storm right. throw Best them. player coming up though. You've seen Cameron Munster, but Nelson Solomon played the other day for the Junior Kangaroos. There's, he went good. There's light. Yeah, he He's a big good. human and he likes hurting people. So, yeah. Nelson, wherever you are out there, son, having a beer for you. Go you're, hard. You're a good egg, right? You're Mel- a good egg. Melbourne, you're killing me. Yeah. Tell me, yell at those three, make them retire. We want more trophies, right? Make them retire for Don't worry about football. Melbourne needs more premierships. There's no origin period in Melbourne. <sighs> we move on to the Cowboys. Out second week. Uh, ultra controversial again. But I go back to what I said at the start of the year. They should be in the top four. They start slow. They hurt themselves. It's their own fault for being caught in this situation. If you had just gone from Melbourne saying origin period, yeah, but the, same thing. This is a team that should win the comp. All right, so they should have won more comps, same as Melbourne. But Melbourne did. They just cheated. That's all. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the finishes. Oh, yeah. You had them finishing second. I had them fifth. So booyah, they I finished them fifth. In the comp. Yeah, and then wins, we had both at a 13 and a half, 14. We got home by half a point. And, and I had I also had them making the top four, which I should have, and that was 350. I've, I've, I've landed in the green. Like, I've had a good good season with the punting, but it could have been a lot better. With the punting, that was good. But, could have uh, been a hell of a lot better. Eight for last year, fifth this year, 14 wins, 10 losses, 29 years, five debutants. But Coot goes down at the start of the year. They go, wow, who's our fullback? Michael Morgan, by the end of the year... Sorry, Lock and Coot, you don't have a job next year. Halves, up and down. Can we find a partner? Louis answers that question late in the year. He was, you know, he held up in a few games where JT didn't have his best. And Hooker, of all the people, they were talking about Kemi King who got hurt, and then it was going to be Ray Thompson. Rory Costchasen comes down from Melbourne, and he showed why. He's a good know, player. He's a good player. He's, he's, he's no, you know, underrated. he's no outstanding uh, grinder or cr- creative bloke, but he, he's just a workhorse, isn't he? He was there all the time. He makes his tackles. He does his job. He's a good player. So all those little gaps that we had around Jonathan Thurston were all filled in more than adequately. Um, you know, Matty Scott had a good year. Tom Lola had one of his best years, finally showing something. Cooper, after his hip, was outstanding. And uh, Ashton Sims, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you a lot, you <laughs> crazy bastard. You. <laughs> he finished the year just quietly. He yeah, man, bloody... He would have been... He would have been close to one of the best front rows in the comp back in the year. He was off his chops. As soon yeah. as he said he was leaving, something clicked in his head and he was like... He was just going on about brothers and hurting people and no one's going to stand over me. I was just like, wow. If I was playing, I would have been on the wing. You want me to sum up their season? They lost, uh, they lost five of their first seven games. And what did I say? They always hurt themselves because they start like crap. They whinge about scheduling and this and that. And then Origin comes around. They muddle around again and they get hot at the back end of the year. They're like similar to the Warriors but in a different pattern. They won eight of their last ten. They kill you though. They got to get a win at the start ten. of the year. Yeah. Start of the year. The Origin period hurt. They got to do the Melbourne pattern. Start of the year, back of the year. Middle of the year you can you know, fall away when you've got Origin. But you've got to start well, you've got to finish well. During the Origin period they won two, lost three and had two oh. buys. They had some good wins, though. They, they pumped the Roosters 42-10 to 10 at the back end of the year, and they beat South as well. Yeah, They showed more than enough. You, you got that spine that was working overtime. Morgan and Thurston in particular, you thought you'd never replace Bowen, but... They beat the Rabbitohs twice, didn't they? Oh, I think so. And the other thing as well, the most creative team in the comp, 88 tri-assists between them. So there's no, no one more... They're the only side that can, can boast that they beat the Rabbitohs twice this year. They did bloody well, too, both times. They beat them at A&Z. Um, injury, well, they did. They beat injury injuries weren't 10. really tops to them either. Though. You lose Coop early. I know they replaced him, but Cooper's hit was a big Cooper's one. Cooper's hit was massive. Tate's ACL was hard too. Like I know they replaced him medically, but uh, you know he's solid when he's in there. And that's about it. There's a couple of injuries, but the other thing as well, and this is a stat that kills you. 
when you come out after half time, you'd like to think that your team could fight back. They were down on nine occasions. They only won one. So they're not really good uh, when they're coming back out for the second half in a they losing came position. came out from 30 nil and almost won semi-final. Yeah, and that's one of those games again. Yeah. You know? Going to the half, losing, all right? You do better. Nil, that's, a, that's a big half. Nah, best and worst. What can you say? I don't really think it was really bad. Best, best Thurston and Morgan. Yeah, worst. Thurston and Morgan. Tumbleolo, Cooper, Scott. I think Tom had a pretty poor year when he got injuries. Uh, Kyle Felt. I expected a lot of Kyle Felt, and he really struggled. He was in and out, though. I think Tom had his injury troubles, but he fell back to the bench by and sinned by the end of the year, so I think that showed where he was at. He was supposed to be an Australian front row, New South Wales front row. I think Ashton's a good player when he's on, when he's not trying to tomble people's elbow. I'm not going to say anything about James Gains for next year. Granville comes in, so more competition at nine. Every year they seem to buy a new hooker. Mm, Benny Hennett, I don't think it's a bad little pickup. Uh, if they can get, get something off the bench. Kleppi Tanganor goes up there, and they've got uh, Kyle McConnell, who's a Queensland Cup player. Played some 20s two years ago, but losses. Mitchell Rona, Sims times two. They lose the two nutcases, so Tarek's gone. Uh, Ashton, God bless, brother. I'm going to watch the Super League Warrington next year. Hopefully, he punches the snot out of somebody, too. I hope him and Ben Fowler get in the blue. <laughs> him and Ben Fowler, mate, not Fowler. Fowler, right. that's And just quietly, Ashton would punch his ears off him. He'd bite him. Oh, that's <laughs> a big call. Yeah, after that. Ashton, if you're hey, listening. He hit ho high on the blind, right? Oh, I didn't even know his hands up. Fowler just ate first. It was ruthless. Was, that was straight. That was pure straight. Yeah. He's got fists like dinner plates, but that's yeah. right. Brent Tate, Thorby, they're both gone too. 20s, uh, they didn't have a great year. Probably more out of their cup side. You saw Sam Hoare a few times. Java Bowen got the triple in the state cup final. And Benny Spino, he had a ripper of a game. He played two games last year. Yeah. Uh, the only 20s player was their player of the year. And surprise, surprise, it's another hooker, Josh Chudley. So there might be hope yet yeah. in the future. Manly. Come on, Manly. Finished second. I said said they were this year's Melbourne. They'd be backdoored. They were one point only, but they still got backdoored. So I was right, all right. But the finish, you had them as fourth. I had them as third. They finished second. Uh, Wins, we both had them under 15 and a half. It was only half a game, uh, 16. So again, our picks over unders and the wins has been tops. I had them to make the top four at $2.10. Well, that was was one of mine at the start of the year. I said, man, that was your best bet. Yeah, it was. It was good. And last year, they finished fourth. 16 wins, 8 losses, 27 players used. Uh, summary, simple. Started off with a bang. Flattened, flattened out the mid-year. Oh, they got no excuse. Compared, compared to someone like Penrith, mate, I'm not going to give Manly any credit. No, 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 not happening. No, not happening. Not with the quality of that side. Glenn uh, Stewart, and you know where it comes apart? Bitching. Glenn Stewart doesn't get a contract, and boom. Bitching. There is travel. Cap pressure. Boards knifing each other in four different directions. Angry Jeff's in there somewhere. Going, it's going to be an investigation. He can't get things under wraps. Uh, DC one, wants a pay rise. I've got one little criticism of Jeff Tuvey that he didn't nick that in the bar. He was he trying to, but no, everyone's annoying it. it. He kept annoying it, and Man, everyone knew it was happening. Man, they're trying to keep it in the house, bro. He was, was not in the house. He was trying Everyone to sell in the media it. knew what was going on. Doesn't and every matter. time the I, microphone was shoved in front of his I face... I applaud him because he could have come no, out and started yeah. knifing people and made it worse. He didn't need a knife anyway. He took him he in a room. He needed to just say, look, it's you know, it's something we're dealing with in-house. Yeah, the board's not helping. No one's helping. deal with it. He's fighting everyone. He's got no. the players. He's got the board. They're oh, all shit. separate. Sit him down. Talk through it. What are the issues? And then, you know what? If it doesn't improve, drop players. Yeah, well, it's not going to help. All right. But simple as this. That started... Cat pressure's there. What would Bellamy have done? The boy, mate, 
You know what he would have done? Do he would have done, done if, if the board's in four pieces, there's not much he can do there. Tell you what Bellamy would have done. You know what Bellamy would have done. He would have killed everybody. Exactly. That's <laughs> You've got it wrong. He would have turned up with a truck, a trash compactor, and put everyone in the back of it and just squashed them all. And then he would have flown a new team in from a different country. It's better than playing what Manly did for the last three months of the year. All simple. Stuart doesn't get a deal. The board's in pieces. There's He yeah, said, she said that they will sign him. We don't have money. No one's DC talking to wants a pay rise. Jones. No one likes him because no he's too to good. Apparently, because he's he's mates with him. Foreign comes out and says same deal. He doesn't know what he's going to be doing. Matterway, he said Matterway should go. Brett Stewart doesn't talk. He wants out. Watmau wants out. It's all torn up. It's bad. They have the slump. DC goes from best player in the competition to one of the worst. But the big issue, and I'm not going to defend him on this, and I said it back in the year. You love, you love smashing me. No, oh yeah, well, <laughs> hey, try and tell me otherwise. It's a dollar does the Ford pack, and they were all right at the start of the year when people let the football get out to their strengths on the edges. Once people started just getting up and in, stopping the football when it got to the two halves, and bashing him in the middle of the third, they copped a couple of tail-ups. Yeah. Sias gave it to them, just making them play for the middle third, just saying, have a bit of this. Yeah, Roosters did it to them in the semi. Set, name me a side who could compete with Sias realistically. With the Bulldogs in the forward pack for 65 minutes before they got dominated. Yeah. Right at the they, end. they held on. They weren't competing with them. Mate, and that's that's just simple, all right? They may have patched it up a little bit well. I know there was a few issues at the back, but... Once they cut their edges off from them, they, they look legless through the middle. They got absolutely crushed in the middle of the field. All right? So that's no, something that's something going forward that they definitely need to address. And it's going to be more interesting, again, that we're still waiting to find out what, what the team's going to be for next year. There could be no Watmail. There could be no Stuart. There could be no Matt We still don't know. Could be back to the good old days. I remember when I was uh, coming through the grades, footy-wise, and manly stunk until Desi Hazard got there and they Desi. sort of rebuilt. but. You know, 10 years ago, Anley fans would remember, like, 03, 04, like, until they got Ben Kennedy. Yeah, BK. So re- rebuilt that Wolf culture. Michael Monaghan was probably the only real solid for a long time there. He was a good player. But and there was some real lean years there, and yeah. we could be returning to those days. But, but we'll have it to just proves the cycle of rugby league. But, uh, you know, there was some good good uh, growth there. Hiku had a really good year, played every game. I thought uh, Jesse Senegal got four. He come through. He's playing for Samoa this was weekend. Was that a little Tongan? Samoa. Was that a little Samoan Tongan? I don't know. He did good. Uh, Tommy Simons, I thought, had a good year. Finally got more game time. Sonny Lafayette. And I thought, uh, I think it's Sonny Lafayette. I'll say A.O. I'm an Aussie. Right, mate. (laughs) Tommy Simons and Jamie Bureau, before he did his ACL at the back end of the year, he well more than filled the gap left by Glenn Stewart. Big league player of the year, Brett Stewart. Yeah, well, 21 try assists and only played his 10 games usual, didn't he? With his hamstring problems. I don't think he was their best player. I think Kieran Foran was. Mate, Kieran Foran, mate. He can do whatever he wants that I also thought Brent Lawrence was very good. Yeah, he was injured at the back end too. Oh. Old uh, Fred Festo. I also think Matty Bowen is very, very I thought underrated. Steve Maddow had a good year. Steve yeah, Maddow killed Steve him. Steve Maddow had a great year. So, uh, yeah, issues that need to be resolved are the board, the cap, the players, all that's got to be fixed up. Um, the injuries at the end with Bureau, Bowen, all that kind of stuff hurt, but the best time with you, I thought Foran, I thought Bureau did a really good job. Bowen's good every year. Stuart, Maddow, Hiku, your worst of the biggest flop was George Tafua. I don't know if it was injuries or something else went down, but he'd come back in after his shoulder surgery, scored some freakish tries, and you thought, here we go again, he's going to play Origin. Then all of a sudden, after three or four weeks, something just changed in his body language and his fate. He just, he didn't look happy to be there. Maybe someone said something nasty to him. Something must happen, because I couldn't believe the change. But gains for next year. Blake Leary, uh, he was another good one for the Pride. He's coming down. Zane Tedavano uh, gets a second life after getting fired from Newcastle. 
and Braden Williamo played one or two games for Parramatta first grade. Went to Newcastle last year, uh, you know, a bit of depth. So as usual, with the cap, there's not too much room to move. Uh, Daniel Harrison, Jason King, Glenn Stewart move on. Maybe more players we yet to see, but Tony's in cup situation. they got some pretty good players. We saw Cheeky finally play a game. Uh, Liggy Sowell, the front rower. Gutherson's there. Jamil hopper has been their best player in their 20s for a couple of years. He, he's a good player. He's a bit of a loose cannon, but good possibility. And we've got the Trebojevic brothers. You've got uh, Tom and Jake. Obviously, I think Tom was the fullback, didn't I say? Yeah. He's going to be a year or so away, but another bloke that'll play somewhere in their back line. And Jake all this year had injuries, so he couldn't play, but he's a good front row. Him, Reese Armstrong, Jack Littlejohn, we saw, so... There's a little bit there, but I'm just, you know, I, I, this is going to be really interesting to see what happens. But that wraps up those four. We'll get into our final four teams for our season reviews. You jump back in with the Penny Panthers, uh, finished fourth during the regular season, massive achievement by them, and fourth. Uh, in the finals, being eliminated by the Dogs, very close to a grand final. But start of the year, you had them finishing sixth, I had them seventh. So, you know, both inside the eight, but not quite there. Uh, wins was ten and a half by sportingbet.com. We both had them over 15 wins and an improvement. Yeah. On tenth. Uh, my best bet for them to make the top eight, $1.95. Yep, we all had a piece Take of that, I think. Bank. Um, I also had them a sneaky one, top four, which paid $9.50. Both of those as well. Oh, apologise. Keeping you awake, are we? Mate, it's. Uh, Mate, get excited. We're, we're punching in here around the 10 30, 11 mark, so good times. 15 wins, 9 losses, 29 plays used, <laughs> uh, 5 debutants, and the summary was simple. What a year. Up and down start. Considering all the injuries they had, incredible. Oh, by, by about mid year to the back end, yeah. They, they seemed to improve once things got worse for them in that department, which was very surprising, but. Up and down start of the year, they didn't put two wins together. It was win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Middle of the year, they found their form. Um, you know, they punted Timmy Grant, big call, but I was happy with it because I don't really think too much of him as a footballer. Oh. Uh, Kevin Kingston on the team. out. Seguiaro come in, proved he was more than adequate to play the 80 minutes. Um, they filled in that front row rotation. McKendry solid. Uh, Plum was in. Lattimore, they got massive value out of Lattimore. I they think they yeah. get a very good year off the bench. And then you had Peachy. Cartwright, Dallin, uh, Will Smith come in later in the year. Isaiah Yo had some good times. Roger Taylor. Mosley was part of, uh, you know, a, a big thing. Just just a massive change. Kevin Iguama got in there for a bit. But uh, it didn't seem to matter who got hurt. You mentioned Taylor Ninja, so were two good recruits along with Seattle Morse. But everyone they bought, everyone that put on a jersey. Contributed. Even after the injuries, they had the next man up attitude. It's a bit of an old school Melbourne setup. It didn't seem to matter, even though they were cheap at the time, who came in. But uh, the next man up just did his job. He wasn't out of place in first grade. He didn't feel that he wasn't a part of it. Everybody that come in did their job. Yeah, they did. No, no doubt. And that was the reason why I really liked them at the start of the year. I liked them even more next year. Mm. Um, because I think, you know, they've now obviously proved they've got great squad depth. Now yeah, they're well, sort of going to be able to focus on... They will lose uh, a bit. You know, their best side or their best 25. Um, and really pump some time into developing them. Uh, to take them to the next level. Yeah, they lose a little bit there. Um, you know, your highs, some of those debuts, uh, and probably the biggest thing from a coaching point of view, if you clear is uh, some of the no-names, like a man saw a couple of years ago, he's in the Australian squad now, Matty Moylan's in the Australian squad as well. 
Um, you know, Dallin should be playing for New Zealand, but he's busted his foot today. Just little things like that would make you so proud from where you've started. Make you proud. I'm going to make you proud. 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 They yeah. squeeze the most out of absolutely everybody. That next man up out of Troopers tops. Top four was huge. The final run was big, especially the win over the Roosters. That was the biggest win of the year for them. There's an old coaching adage, um, get the best from the best and the best from the worst, and that's definitely what Cleary did this year. And then you look at all the grades. New South Wales Cup, they lost the State Cup final, but won the New South Wales Cup. 20s didn't have a great year, but there were still a few... Uh, good things well, coming out of that. Beat on the bell by the eventual premier. So nah, they, they didn't have a great. But you're talking about a team that they're around the money. That team dropped back five or six kids for finals, though, similar to what Penrith did last year. Yeah. So that wasn't a true representation of the Warriors side. But yeah. uh, 16s the side you're involved with made the GF. The 18s made the GF. So in all facets of all the grades, there's plenty coming through. There is. There's a lot of positives as always. The lows, well, Christ, probably just the injuries. There's nothing else you could say that. And probably the fact they lost to the Sharks twice. But other than that, huge year on all fronts. Matty Moylan was huge. Sour, just everyone. Like, I, can't, I can't single anyone out, really. Everyone had a great year. No. Uh, but the games for next year, and obviously they've had their rebuild and their juniors, which is the best way to recruit, and they've signed a couple. So there's not a lot of movement. But Apisai Coruscant, that's a good boy. Great boy. I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to play small ball, put Segar at a 13 and get him out there for maybe 30 minutes. Or just play dual hookers. Yeah, well, the dual hooker thing too, but I don't think I'd be able to take Segar off the field. Yeah, we'll see. It'll, it'll, it'll sort of work itself out, but I think you're going to find Coruscant in the seven. Oh, he'll be playing there, 100%. That'll bring a, a great versatility and a great explosive period there. It'll be very dangerous for some forward packs. But yeah. Losses, well, with all that success and the kids come through, you have to shave some depth, uh, particularly New South Wales Cup, two years in a row, been in the grand final. Uh, Timmy Grant moves on, Kevin Kingston's gone, Tommy Humble, Adam Nabuli, Wes and Kevin Aguama, James Roberts left mid-year, Matt Robinson's gone and Simpkins gone. So there's a lot of good players good depth uh, moving yeah, out but not many of those play, many of those guys played many first grade yeah I know but that's the beauty though you've still got them there considering they can they play all, first grade considering all the injuries they had and uh, 20s is not really any major losses there. yeah well 20s in New South Wales Cup though they're still in a good situation uh, you didn't see George Jennings he's a good player he's still got his other brother as well I think it's Robert Rob uh, Waka Blake still waiting to get his opportunity if I put on I thought I had a pretty good year Campbell Gillard still waiting uh, I thought Brennan Atwood was good. I don't know if they kept him or not, but he was the best 20s player this year by a country mile. Andy Saunders, he was in the Australian 20s side, and Kieran Moss, so there's still a lot of kids there waiting for an opportunity, so better things to come for the pennies. But the Roosters, minor premiers, two years in a row, eventually finishing third. Very, very close to making a grand final for what really wasn't a, a consistent year, but we both had them to finish first. That happened Wins over seven and a half. Uh, we said over. They won 16. And they cracked the better a couple of times. Yeah, finished first. 16 wins, eight losses, 25 years, six debutantes. Uh, it was very hard for them with the World Cup. The preseason was ridiculous. They had like eight or nine players there at some point. They started off flat. There's no way we were surprised about that. No. When, when your players need some rest, uh, in particular, form and flow was early an early problem in motivation, but that was mainly just fitness. Uh, probably the biggest thing was the halves, though. They got dropped from origin after Mitchell Pierce's little scandal, but also form probably warranted yeah. um, such a situation. But the scary thing, and I said this to you, most weeks they were still winning. Yeah. That, that side is ridiculous, but they, were, they still won. They won the minor premiership. They didn't really have a great year by yeah. their standard, obviously. But uh, they, they won the minor premiership. So. Yeah. Um, I think Trent Robinson did very well again, considering the situation and the card he was dealt and. Um, even, you know, I thought they were, they were a bit hard done by during Origin. They, they still lost some players. Tupo 
got injured. Cordner was out for a little bit. Jennings was out for a little bit. Sonny Bill's hand at the back end of the year. Uh, Guerra missed some games. And then Jake Friend right at the back of the year. But they still found themselves only moments away from playing in two grand finals in a row and the possibility of back-to-back minor and premierships. Yeah. So... No, they were, they were good. They... Well, they weren't good, but... No. They did well to end up where they did, considering, you know, the season and, and the yeah. ebbs and flows of, of their uh, performances yeah, yeah. and their consistency. I thought Sonny Williams had a quiet year. Uh, I think you can say that for a lot of their players. Um, there was, there was still some... And, Origin and you know the workload. Once you win a comp, a lot of your players obviously get put into rep sides. Yeah. The workload um, increases, the wear and tear on the body increases. Obviously, Train a lot of those players fitness. also went from grand final to World Cup to, as you said, you know, World Cup challenge. Into a, Back into to a Origin, yeah. didn't have much of a rest. Injuries, so but there's uh, a lot of factors that contribute. And I think to finish third, I think they'd be. Oh, That's probably a pass mark for them. So close. They wouldn't be happy with it. No, they could have won another um, They wouldn't but... be uh, obviously gutted with it, but, but you know, they they would have expected to at least make the grand final. I think he summed it up better than anyone there. He said, we had it all. We had the players. Yeah. Um, we, we we were ready for this. We had the situation, but we just didn't have the formula to kind of get the 80 minutes. You only saw it a little bit, but we didn't have the formula at the end of the year to get the 80 minutes that we needed. Well, I thought the best 40 minutes they all season was the first 40 against the Cowboys. I thought they blew them out 40, uh, 30 nil. Oh, absolutely unleashed on them for thirty minutes. But um, I think I think considering as well, they timed things well. They kind of cruised through the year. They still on the mind, but on the run home, like you want to see, they got dominant yeah. in their last couple of games heading into the finals. But um, you know, Pierce stepped up big time. I thought Sheck, he didn't have the great moments, but mate, he was still like number one or two in meters for the comp. Tupo had a better year. Cordner got better, if that's possible. Isaac Liu underrated. Friend got better. Guerra got better. So around all this is a good situation. And then they've got some good kids. Obviously, they uh, find it easy to recruit. But you see Nano McDonald. Uh, Hastings played. They've got big raps on him. Brandon Elliott played 20s origin. Good player. Willis Meehan, massive raps on him as well. He played in the Australian game the other day. So they've got some pretty good cover. Um, you're low from the year. Well, what do you say? There's probably... The standard, I suppose. You, you, you wish you would have seen a little bit more, but you can understand what we've said with what they've had to overcome. Yeah. As far as other yeah. football, but uh, the one that let me down when I looked at worse was Rory Hargraves. Yeah, he was. He really, really hurt me this year. He, was quiet. he looked a little bit overweight. He looked a little bit like he was trying, probably trying too hard. He, he just needs to get back to the strength in his game, which is carrying the ball hard, defending strong, and Maloney um, trying to intimidate blokes. Well, he was. Compared to what we saw, yeah, he was. A, I thought he was a bit the same. He, he tried very I hard. Think he looked like he just lacked confidence to me. Yeah, but I think at the back end, everybody had a few good games. He'd seem to blow every time he looked like he was building up again. He'd have a moment yeah. that just kind of shot him back down. But um, you know, he, he stomached a lot last year. He went from a no, bat, was, battling player to that massive year at the Warriors to proving his point last year. Like I'm here, let's make it clear. And yeah. um, this year, just seemed like it was a bit hard to kind of fathom all that and maintain that steer. Uh, there was a fork in the road like when Pierce lost his origin jersey yeah. his form improved when Maloney lost his origin jersey his Pierce, form yeah. deteriorated stayed there but the games for next year virtually none they got Abraham Papalio from the Warriors 20s don't really know too much about him he wasn't playing at the back end of the year and Nathan Stapleton was a mid-year signing the losses obviously this is what's going to happen when you got a team like they do Sonny Bill Remy Casti Salahuma Anthony Minicello Monga's gone up to Cowboys Mortimer already left uh, Norton, the young fullback they got from Bradford, he's gone home. 
Uh, but the good thing for them, with all those losses, they're covered with their 20s and cut players. Yeah. Uh, good saw their winger in the 20s. Absolute weapon. Meehan, like I said, played before. Brandon Ueli, 20s Kiwi. Latrell Mitchell, you've seen a little bit of him. He moved straight up to 20s. He's only 17 years old. He is a player. Yeah. Brendan Elliott played first grade. He, he's, he reminds me of Ryan Cross, to be honest. Reese Martin's playing for PNG. He's a great young back row. Tyler Cornish, another half. And Lange, they've got two backup halves. Tane Milne played 20s for New Zealand. Hastings, we already mentioned. And Jaquil Mariner played 20s Queensland. So they're stacked as far as kids yeah. go. There's no problems uh, in the future for the Roosters. But the Dogs, seventh at the end of the year, beaten by the Titans last round. Cannon fodder in our eyes along with the Broncos. They made the grand final. Yeah. They made the grand final. And I have to, I have to give credit. They, they didn't win it. But... No, they didn't win it. But my God, I can't believe they got in. Their, their finals football up until that point, they, they found a way to win all those games. But um, you had them finishing. We both had them finishing eighth. So seventh, we weren't far off. Over 12 and a half wins, we both said yes to that. 13, so over-unders were both very good. Only dropped one place from last year. Last year, that was six. 13 wins, 11 losses, 20. That was my bet. I had them over 12 and a half wins. I thought they'd they'd get there. They they keep a decent standard, even though they don't score a lot of points. But 27 players used, four debutantes. Sorry, my bet for the Roosters was for them to win the comp, $5.00. Yeah, well, I think we all had a lash of that. I I had that in the minor premiership. Got the minor money, but didn't get the premiership money. Yeah. Uh, I think you look at this the halves rose massively they got their origin jerseys yeah uh, they don't generate a lot of points obviously but they, they had a really good year they directed them around uh, they won an origin series they won a lot of close games for them they're a four dominant side as we mentioned before um, obviously Josh Morris is their most recognised face and I still think he's well overrated even though he's a good player Tim Laff I'm just being honest Tim, Tim Laffey is their best backline player I mean Raven been in for two years this year that showed when he finally got given consistent first grade by the end of the year he was a powerhouse I'll go this far I'll say that if they don't have James Graham they don't make the eight probably not 100% with you he links everything together he, he's the ultimate gel for them and um, he's an incredible footballer I've said it a hundred times and a lot of Bulldogs fans you know good. Like I'm happy that they agreed there's too many Chiefs and there wasn't enough Indians there wasn't enough dudes for that forward pack doing their job yeah. crashing the footy and playing to their strengths you know who helped them out big time and I'll give him a rap on the finals run Frank Pritchard coming back when he did oh, Frank the Tank he saved the tank he saved him. he come back and said this is what we're going to be doing against Melbourne he yeah. killed Melbourne and all of them said oh maybe we should do that maybe yeah. all of us monsters should follow his lead and rip in and that's what got them to the grand final when they got to the finals they were a completely different team week one against Melbourne yeah. they'd laid the platform like I said those halves aren't the most creative in the world but if you lay that kind of platform, get some good early ball to players like Lafayette, work off the back of your offloads, which is the strength of their game, you will win football games. Yeah. And they worked on the grub too. They, they, that's that's the summary of it all, though. At their back end of the year, when they fix those little things up, which is their strength, mm-hmm. play in the middle, then early ball, like your strike weapons, if Morris was healthy, I suppose, but Lafayette was the man at the all end. All you heard Des Hasler say was complete over 75, complete over 75. So yeah, well... He obviously... They were the best... playing the numbers game. I don't know whether it's that simple, but... Yeah, they, I still, um, I've said I it a million they, times. They got away with a lot with the refs. They, they need a lot more, uh, as far as I'm concerned, to win a comp. They've got um, solid halves. They grind out tight wins. You got Lafayette, Jackson, Finucane. They've they've built a lot around their forwards and their best at errors uh, as far as completion goes in the comp. But um, their ter- their twenties were terrible. They've their New South Wales Cup. They lost, were they? Yep, I'm pretty sure they lost some depth. Um, and yeah, they're the best in meters, which is a given. But they need more in the backs and I whinge about this every year for all this money they seem to have like they bought for feeder at the start of the year I don't know what we need why do you need for feeder for 
you got you got blokes like Carter and Burr, like I said, that have moved on now that can't even get a game. Yeah. You got too many forwards. Address your areas of weakness. Help your halves out. Give Lafayette. And you got Morris there after another Morris brother. Like Thompson did a good job, sure. Mitch Brown did a good job, sure. Parrott did a good job, sure. But they're not going to win your comp. No. Go get a good fullback. Get a ball. Get Brett Stewart. Put him in the back there and get, open up your attack a little more. He's there to help those halves out. They've probably got a half decent chance. You've yeah. got another strike center or a ridiculously good winger that helps out in yardage and has a bit of a spot like Brett Morris. You've got even more of a chance. But you can't isolate your one to seven and just rely on your halves uh, to try and kick your way through and work off that forward pack. And James Graham, you know, chips in there as well. But if they got a little more at the back to go along with that forward pack and open up the game a little bit, mm. mate, they're I think Leisha will add a little bit. Ennis, Ennis had the grub and had the intimidation and had that leash. I think he had a good year, though. He had a great year. He did have a good year. He was... Leisha um, uh, had a little bit of spark out of there. Just young legs and young mind. I'm still not happy with the backs, though. Uh, really, they got Loco over on a cheap deal, but, you know, where's he been? He's had a lot of Ricos. He hasn't played... Curtis Rona, I like. They need to get a fullback. They need to get either Josh Hoffman or they need to... Wouldn't get, get Hoffman. Stewart. I'd be after Brett Stewart. And they've got the money. They're, they're a team that can waste the money. They've got the third parties to be and able to... And they're a win-now team. They are. And they've got... They're, they're going to have to. I like Curtis Rona as a buyer, though. Yeah, good boy. Curtis Rona is better to me on a wing than maybe... I thought Thompson had a really good year, but I'd still prefer the body and uh, what Rona brings over either him or Mitch Brown. Yeah. Losses, Lachlan Burr, like I said, I think he'd be good for you blokes up there. Mitch Brown... Michael Innes, Inu and Johnny Silas. So no real major losses. Probably Innes. Um, in the 20s, you saw Lloyd Perrett. We didn't see much of Tyrone Phillips. He came over from South. The real big one for them in there was Adam Elliott. He's a back row lock again, another four. He had an awesome year considering such a bad side played 20s origin. I think he'll be someone uh, you might see later on. Yeah. But they're going to be very similar next year. But something's going to change. Des has doesn't change much. It's time to spark things up a little bit. But we finish off the eventual premiers, South Sydney. They finished third during the regular season. They won the competition. You picked them to come fifth. I had them at second. They finished third, so we're both close. Wins uh, was over seven and a, and a half was offered by SportingBet.com. We both went unders. That was correct. Fifteen, and from last year, not much different. Second, they finished third. Fifteen wins, nine losses, twenty-seven players used, six debutants, which is rare that you win with so many debutants. And the funny thing is. It's those kids, which, as far as I'm concerned, got them over the line in the end. What's funny, you uh, the Roosters had the least amount of players used. They won the minor premiership. Um, South Sydney and the Bulldogs had the second uh, most players used in 27, uh, and they made the grand final. So that that statistic again rings true uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, having your players. Um, my, well, uh, Brisbane was actually better. Was, Brisbane only used 24. Brisbane only just slipped in. My bet was uh, South to make the top four. Yeah, which is goal already. Uh, what, what a year, though. They had the slow start. Um, you know, they they lost Walker. The Kiri, I'm sorry, they lost Kiri, which killed them because that whole little plan we saw at the end of the year was what they were going to work on from day dot. Same deal. World Cup year, rep players are a bit flat. They've had a couple of massive years. Um, they, they were killing people in the media department, but they couldn't put points on the board. Walker Reynolds wasn't working. Sutton was struggling on the edge there. Uh, their, their back line was lacking. Things weren't really ticking over, but the little changes that we expected or that I, I blew up in particular at the start of the year about Kiri and Orvar and a few of these bits and pieces, they all came slowly but surely. By round nine, when they were really struggling to score points, that was the turning point. Orvar played that game. Walker got moved to the centres in that game. 
Johnston comes in. Merritt never gets his jersey back. Kyle Turner turns into a constant for them. Tom Burgess grows into the player that George Burgess did after spending some time over here. All of a sudden, you've got two wrecking ball front rowers going along with Sam. You've got Sutton on an edge playing that role for you. You get Kiri back with Reynolds, which sparks him up and gives you that element you needed. You've got two gun young centers, which you didn't have in Orvine Walker, who were just killing it. And Johnston comes in and scores 21 tries in 20 games. The only real glitch, and I said this, was that one wing. And uh, I preferred Lottie in particular for his yardage work. And by the end of the year, he was great. He was good. They patched up the only real issue they had. So yeah. they, they turned into the, probably the most complete side, bar the Roosters, from as far as the depth position yeah. uh, point of view goes. And it showed. They went from one of the worst attacking teams by the end of the year. They were second in attack, points scored, and they were the best defensive team in the competition. Yeah. What, yeah, what is simple, it now? Simple formula, isn't it? Um, yeah. I thought it was a really, uh, really well coached side. Um, they they finally learnt their strengths, um, and their strength is their power game. And they were confident. Um, they played straight. They played direct. They played in numbers. Their halves played straight. You know what? Ingles um, um, started his little bit of class on the end of it. I still think he could do more. Yeah. Um, but Sam Burgess. But they they got more. they got everything which they had this year. They had the pack. They did their job. They got the aggressiveness and the meters well, that out. It. That was their premiership window. I think their no. premiership window is now closed. Yeah, well, I, I think I so too. With Sammy gone, Sammy, Teo gone, all these guys. But yeah, yeah the Burgess along with Teo at the end of the year, just the meters and the anger. And then Sutton was that touch of class in there. The halves <laughs> got sparked up with Kiri and the, the hooker depth. Coruscant comes in. He's moving to Penrith. He, he could, could have gone to Canberra or Canal, these teams that offered him started next year. Yeah. And they had Luke. The backs come up. Uh, they finished the whole product. That was all filled in. The biggest thing for me, and it was that Manly game, defensive attitude for me wins everything. That game, yeah. all twice this year, shamed Jamie Lyon and bashed him. And Dylan Walker is the other one that gets me. He's not a big bloke. If he hits somebody, they stay hit. Yeah. Luke Keery is the same. Luke Keery gives the blokes twice the size of him. By the end of the year, they'd finally got that mindset that which we'd seen them mentally weak, lose those two prior games. They finally had that bit in their head, which was not. Nothing's taken the trophy away. We're the best team in the competition. Full stop. Yeah. Best defensive team, second in attack. With the D attitude in particular, the jam defence, they had the least missed tackles in the comp. The least offloads against them, least try assists, least tackle bust. Their attitude in defence was just absolutely outstanding. And they had the points to go with it. Yeah. What else do you say? Uh, you know, two wins no, out of Manly. Great coaching. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, Great to watch by the end of the year too. They were good. Exciting to watch. And I thought grand final day, they executed. They oh. The pressure didn't get to them at the all. Best the best thing too, they didn't go away from the plan when we were sitting there. For 65 minutes, we were saying they should have more points, but they never went away from no, it. No, they didn't. And, and they got the points in the end. Yeah. 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 I think Burgess... It was a good day for footy. I, you know, oh. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a South Sydney fan. No, anymore, neither am I. But uh, as a rugby league traditionalist, I thought it was good. And I... You know, um, a side that's had such a long period without success managed to come through and win the comp. It was... Yeah, you know, being there was a different feel at the grand final this year. I think I uttered it to you there. I usually hate that song, but when it come on before they come out, and I saw all the colours and predominantly them in the crowd, I got a bit of a shiver down my spine because yeah. you kind of felt what it meant to them, you know. Yeah, um, it was it was a massive moment for them. So I was actually quite happy in the end that we went, even though we were disappointed. Probably the two teams, yeah. um, you know, for, from our point of view, who we like to go. We love football, full stop. But yeah, I was happy in the end that we actually ended up going with the game. But yeah. uh, for next year. Moving forward, I'm kind of with you. I don't know without Sam 
and without Ben Teo in uh, Coruscant, moves on. There's just there's some really good kids they in the can't Ford. Afford injuries. No, the Ford pack's still good, but the buyers, you know, Tim Grant to me, I don't really understand it. I wouldn't have paid for him. Glenn Stewart swap, again. Swap Stewart and Grant. Yeah, for but Teo and Burgess. Yeah, but Timmy Grant is just pretty one dimensional. Honestly, he's uh, there's not much footwork. His minutes aren't great. He's a crashing man. There's It'll not be interesting to see what sort of plan Maguire's got for him. And Glenn Stewart, again, older and injury prone. He's barely played footy for four years and they're giving him 600k. I can't do it. I don't understand how you can play it away with so much cash. You could have got Tarek Sims for 200 less. You get a young set of legs. You get an aggressive TL-like player. Yeah. And then you could have gone out and probably got two others. And they bought Curry Walker from Melbourne for half's depth. That poor bug is not getting a game. He's no. coming to the wrong place. Yeah. They got Kiri, Reynolds and Sutton. He's not going to be playing. No. So I don't really get that. But 20s in cup. Uh, we've seen Cam McInnes. They've got some hooker depth even without uh, Coruscant. Nathaniel Neal, bit of forward depth. He only played one game this year, had a great year. Sam Manu Lalua, he played for the 20s the other day in the Kiwi side, big winger centre. And Aaron Gray, he played some cup and he's he a younger bloke. But um, I'm with you. I think the, the premiership window closed. I'm glad they got the job done with Sammy Burgess there. But um, I think top four might even be a bit of a struggle next year losing uh, those two players in particular I think they're huge for them yeah. to hold that pack together I think the, both the Burgess brothers Tommy and George will still have a field day but I don't think there's enough on the edges now with it's those two going getting better like they, they'll be better again next year oh big time well there it is mate all 16 are we going to do our 15 second preview of the season oh well, more importantly I suppose I'll quickly run through the ladders here um, start of the year more importantly I had Roosters first Bunny second Manly third Storm fourth Cows fifth Kiwi sixth Panthers seventh Dogs eighth Sharks ninth Broncos tenth Knights eleventh Titans twelfth Dragons thirteenth Eels fourteenth Tigers fifteenth and Raiders for the spoon uh, as far as the top eight I was seven from eight um, correct positions Roosters and Cows all the others were only one or two spots off I did a total for spots as far as the cumulative total of where they finished to where I put them uh, it was 32 was the differential yours uh, you had the Roosters first uh, I've done yours in a weird order you Cowboys to finish second you had the Storm to finish third Manly to finish fourth South to finish fifth Panthers to finish sixth Kiwis to finish seventh eighth you had the Dogs uh, where have I got bloody north I've, I've lost bloody Sharks Sorry. Sharks, yeah, all the way down the bottom here. Dragons at 10th, 11th, the Broncos, 12th, the Knights, 13th, the Titans, 14th, the Parramatta Seal, the Tigers, 15th, and the Raiders there. You the same, 7 from 8, you're two correct, we're Newcastle at 12th and Rooster spot on. Your top 8 was jumbled around a little bit, same as mine, but 7 from 8, 34 cumulative, so not bad. We both said the Roosters will win the comp. Pre-season predictions, uh, you know, we're pretty close. They're one game short. Minor premiers, we had the Roosters, we're both right. Spooners, we both had Canberra, we're one off. Uh, your dark horse was the Cowboys, that was a good pick. Mine was the Warriors, that was a flop. Our sliders for the year, both of us was Newcastle, bang, bang. Daly M, Jerry Evans, he fell apart. You had Thurston, so good pick there. Uh, top point scorer, you had Jamie Lyon, no hope. I had Johnson, his injury ruined that. And top try scorer is Tafua. He flopped in Jennings. Well, he only scored like 10, so... Melbourne Manly was my bet of the year for top four. Manly did that, Melbourne didn't. You had the Roosters to be the top New South Wales side for your last $100 bet. So that's 
all our pre-season predictions, as well as what you said, as well as what our ladders, mate, I think we did pretty good. We did. Right? We did. We had a good that's why I was actually disappointed in my tipping and my predictions. Mate, my year. tipping was tops this year. Yeah, you tipped my tail of the pair of you after starting yeah, off last. On reflection, I had a really good prediction here, but not, not so much tipping, but... All round, for such an unpredictable year, I'm stoked. My my table was good. Yeah. Seven from eight. My tipping, I won before we even got to the finals. Well, if, if uh, people had $100 on all of my best bets before the season, they would have ended up with $250 profit, so... Not bad. Not that everyone out there would have had 100 on it, but... Nah. <laughs> not that everyone's got uh, that sort of... Sort of cash all that sort of kind of issue with their betting. Well, yeah, we've got eleven wins and five losses out of my bets. So. Yeah, we'll quickly touch on the four nations. I'll put it as simple as this: regardless of the amount of changes, I don't agree with Dave Clement being there. I would have picked Josh Maguire or three or four other blokes, but I'm happy there's footy. Uh, I don't care how many we're missing; we're still going to win. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at the Pommy side, any idiot that said that they were going to beat us. If I'm wrong, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to do something. But Matty Smith's our halfback, so that's enough for me. They're not Matty winning. Smith. Yeah, they're not winning. Matty Smith. I think, they'll, uh, I think England are the dark horse. I think no. Australia clearly... Well, a good friend of ours clearly thinks Samoa is the dark horse. Yeah, Samoa's going to beat Australia, apparently. Our friend uh, Peter, who is a Samoan, the other night, um, had a few too many Sherbies and many told us that Samoa will beat Australia by the two. They got the Lailua, the Lailua, and the Lafay, and uh, well, the halves. Yeah, he's got my halves, mate. Yeah, I'm still going Australia. Um, but look, it's good to see people are interested in it. Yeah, um, it's good to see some players getting blooded. Um, right, how long will we go for? We'll go for four weeks. Four Everyone weeks, plays so each other once in the final. Yeah, um, double header this weekend. I'm I looking think it'll be Australia New Zealand final, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's an Australian England final. I'd like probably more to see Australian England final. Yeah, well, I just think, I looked at their side, there's a lot of players that have been used, there's not really much too new about it, besides Hodgson at nine, so I'm, I'm not really excited by the Pommies. I'm yeah, happy well, that, I'd like, I'd like to, see. to see Tommy and George and, George, uh, and Graham, just because I get to watch them play again, but... I think that'll be enough to get them past New Zealand. I'm not really excited about much else in their team, it's pretty predictable. Tompkins at one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tompkins is at I one. Mean, I think they'll, they'll, Hall, they'll beat New Zealand. Paul, Charnley, Watkins... Um, they'll beat New Zealand. It's more the bench, Ferris, Hill. There's a couple of dudes on this line. I've seen you before. Yeah, really Flair, he's not coming out. Mate, he's from Wales, mate. Yeah. He's not a pony. So, I don't yeah. Care. I don't care. Nah. Well, that's about as much respect as I can pay the Four Nations. I still think Australia win. I think we spoke about it for a minute and 15 seconds. We give him something. Yeah. It's, it's, out there it's not, it's not the World Cup. Preview, nah, that's sorry. It. That's it. No, with all the people pulling out, we're pulling out too, all right? Yeah, we're done. Can't give the effort. But more importantly... Um, that's the end. Yeah. We're done, excuse mate. 2014 is over and done with. Uh, we really enjoyed the year. Thanks for all your inboxes and all the positive feedback. The podcast is done anyway. Yeah, all the good stuff. I think the the number one question is what we're going to be doing next year. You're moving on. <laughs> you got your your 20s gig. I don't think you can sit on here anymore with me and rip on people. <laughs> you're moving, I don't rip on anyone. You're moving to higher places. I don't reckon anyone. I might be sitting here next year solo like that other bloke that doesn't <laughs> The NRL Today podcast. All I'm going to say everybody out there is if it's if you come back next year and the listens get cut in half and I'm sitting here talking to myself, I apologise. Yeah. But we've had a good two years. <laughs> nah, I'll be, I'll be around. Yeah, I bloody hope so. I'll be around. These, these people don't deserve to listen to me. I'll right? just be here. I'll just be here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think to sum things up, uh, we think it might um, be a little bit more just on the butt trying to fit around my schedule. Yeah, you and your fucking schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, first and foremost, massive thank you to everyone who comes on the show. We'll give a quick plug. 
MG, obviously, uh, come on a few times this year. Nick Tedeschi at the start of the year with the Armanox, much appreciated. Makingthenut.com, all good stuff on there. Uh, the grill team, obviously, with MG is on there. 104.9, 6 to 9 weekdays, Monday to Friday, triple in the grill team. Thanks to the big man and uh, probably our, our third wheel mate, our old fave, Mr. Gossip. Maybe you should, maybe Gossip gets an extended role next year. But G- G- Goss is too late at night. Yeah, and he gets in trouble with his music. Goss, Goss is late <laughs> night. Oh, by that time, I'm, I'm trying to punch in disease, you yeah. know. I want to have a feed. He needs to sort out his priorities. He's got to get on earlier, but we, yeah. we have to thank the, the champ. He's a good bloke. Um, randomly, two years ago, we inboxed him. Within a couple of weeks, we were talking. And loves, his, uh, loves his Panthers, so yeah, he'd be happy with this season. He's a good egg. So thanks for your weekly contributions, champ. So that, that's thanks to... Tedeschi, MJ, Gossip. Uh, I've got to move on now. Obviously, probably the biggest thank you we're going to give is to sportingbet.com. Yeah. Major sponsor of the show. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. Uh, they give you guys free bets to win every week worth $100 value. We usually get four of them out. Some people don't claim them. Uh, some people don't want to open accounts. So <laughs> not all those get claimed. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you people? But more, uh, probably the biggest thing for them and a big thing for us, I think we learned growing up, is to try and give back. Uh, they're nice enough for the last two years to allow us to have charity bets every single week, which goes to, uh, you know, a very well-needed charity, a good cause. I don't know what we finished up this year. We've got to double-check we, we with Wade. Uh, I've, I've bloody... I've nailed us at the end of the year. I've got a couple of crackers at the end of the year. But uh, last year... I think we, I've got us over the $2,000 mark. Yeah. Well, last year, we got to about 1500 Last year was the Shepherd Foundation to help uh, the kids with children, yep, yeah. hearing, uh, hearing, hearing impairment to try and help them... Uh, you know, try and have that experience and be able to hear. This year, we've gone with the Starlight Foundation, um, so the money will be going to them. That's something we'll be sorting out over the next couple of weeks to be able to get the final winnings. Once we find out where that is, we'll post that on the page. But, uh, yeah, massive thank you to SportingBet.com. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for all you give for us to give to the fiends who listen to the show. Even our Spanish fiends out there. Yeah, and obviously to, uh, yeah, more importantly, the charity, which this year, the Starlight Foundation, that's a great cause for the kids there who are sitting in hospital sick and... Uh, just to brighten up their day a little bit, we have to thank SportingBet.com. Let's hope they're not listening to our podcast. That won't brighten up their day. Oh. oh. <laughs> but more importantly, and the biggest thank you, is to anyone sitting here listening to us two fools ramble here at 10 past 11 on a Wednesday night. But, um, you know, we started off a uh, small little goal, thinking we could talk crap about football and maybe a few people would want to listen. It's It's been really good. Uh, it, it's grown. Uh, we're both very happy with it. And, um, you know, thanks. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, thank you. And I uh, really hope you come back for year three where we'll be bigger, better, and uh, even more stuck on And I'll be more respectful. More respectful. <laughs> Mindful that Ivan might be listening. He'll be more respectful. That means I'm going to have to step my game up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.